The sound that you just heard is that of a wheel, a wheel filled with podcast ideas. That wheel is the very thing that decides what myself, Rob, and Akiva, me, will podcast about here <laughs> every week on a new show that we are starting called Rob and Akiva Need a Podcast, a podcast about anything perfect title we nailed it nailed it again nailed it again and here we are and if you do not know who this man is that i am speaking to this is akiva winnaker who has been my podcast co-host for over 180 episodes of a seinfeld rewatch over on post show recaps akiva yeah i think we've done over 200 podcasts together uh, but you're right. You're right to introduce me. I'd say most people don't know who I am. Um, and we did not pod. We ended our Seinfeld podcast, not because it was canceled, just because we ran out of Seinfeld episodes last November. Mm-hmm. We did a, a, a live jam pack that's a sold out uh, at, at venue in uh, New York City. Mm-hmm. And then we said goodbye to the Seinfeld podcast. Yes. And we went our separate ways. Yeah, we also podcast about Curb Your Enthusiasm also. But uh, that's true. We did do that. We for didn't like do the whole season show. Just, just one season. Yeah, one okay season. Probably the worst season. <laughs> and we have been on a quest to find a new thing to podcast about, but that we have some different feelings about uh, committing to one series and a whole variety of concerns that we expressed in two podcast episodes over on Post Show Recaps, trying to figure out what our new podcast will be. And what we ended up arriving at is this concept where every week we will have ideas submitted to us, which will go on a digital digital wheel which will be spun and we'll decide what the next episode of this very podcast will be all about yes so we want people to send in suggestions for this uh for this wheel we already have about nine or ten on the list right now but we could also if you think yours are better than ours we could always knock ours off right at any point our ideas could be knocked off the wheel before we spin it. Well, we'll um, get into the minutia yeah. of what we can do with things on the wheel as we get there. That is how we will end every episode of this podcast, where we will update the wheel with all the new ideas that get sent in to us from you, the listeners. Need a podcast at robheadsawebsite.com or also at Seinfeld at postshowrecaps.com. Both of those will do the trick to get your ideas in consideration but more on that to come because today akiva we are going to talk about what came up in that magical podcast wheel last week which was actually just a number generator before we got the wheel thing figured out but we are going to be talking about season three episode seven of perfect strangers yes so someone wrote in and i'm sorry i don't have their name in front of me with a brilliant idea where one of the wheel suggestions would be, or even an overall podcast suggestion, is watch season three, episode seven of like every series, basically. Right. And we thought that was, I think I've actually, in, in their, whatever the opposite of defense is, they, in their offense, they uh, said season five, episode 14, which is an insane suggestion because like a lot of shows don't have five seasons and many shows don't go to 14 episodes. Now, no, what, no show worth its salt has uh, 14 seasons in an episode. Uh, so we we not, we winnowed that down to season three, episode seven, and we put that on the board. I think it was the tenth of ten topics we put on the wheel last week. Uh, 
Real Brian Hickey wrote in and said that the show that won the wheel contest was the red wedding moment of podcasts. <laughs> because it, it was like it was literally a throw in because we wanted to have a round number. We wanted to have 10. So we put it in last second. A listener said, hey, you guys once mentioned doing a podcast about Perfect Strangers, a full eight season Perfect Strangers recap when you're done with Seinfeld. Our, we do have some. Listen, we might not have had the most listeners, but we have a lot of listeners who pay a lot of attention and remember random minutia like that. So um, they, we put that on the wheel. Rob spun the wheel, and we came up with watching Season 3, Episode 7 of a show I don't think I'd ever heard of other than the one minute we discussed it, apparently, uh, in 2014 in our Seinfeld podcast episode of The Apartment. The episode, uh, I think, it was 10 out of 180. Okay, well, let me play you a clip from the one and only conversation that we had about mentioning Perfect Strangers, unless someone else can find another clip where we also talked about it another time. Okay, this is from August 11th, uh, almost four years uh, to the date. Uh, We just missed it by a week of 2014. This episode from the original air date of April 4th, uh, 1991, uh, this came after a little bit of a hiatus for the show, right? Yeah, so after the uh, previous episode we did, they took a they took a six-week break, and it actually it ended up being the best thing that really ever happened to, to Seinfeld because they decided to give it a push by putting it after Cheers at 9.30 Thursday night you know, in like the classic NBC, you know, sort of Thursday night comedy lineup. And this was, you know, the this was almost double, you know, what the previous episode had done. And, you know, Cheers was was such a phenomenon. It's almost like hard to remember. The reruns of Cheers were like the highest rated show on TV. So it, it put up like ridiculous numbers and it really cemented itself as like a, you know, as a hit show on its own. Well, maybe we need to be doing a Cheers podcast. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, maybe after, you know, we're, we'll take suggestions after. So I thought we said we're doing the nanny after <laughs> I thought we were doing perfect strangers uh, or we we had mad about you I don't we've already mentioned like a few you know we have we have a long list we, we'll be 80 by the time we're done with all like that. <laughs> perfect actually, strangers is over <laughs> but we're <laughs> a, a really good podcast would be like if we ever did one about um like all the junky shows that were on between friends and Seinfeld and between Seinfeld and ER that all lasted like one season and we did do that podcast, Akiva. Yes. Well, don't don't give yourself credit. I went back and I watched Suddenly Susan and Carolyn in the City and uh, Boston Common. <laughs> I did the and, podcast. Uh, yeah. I didn't watch the well, shows. Yes. Congratulations. You showed up to the podcast. <laughs> I watched like all 10 of those just absolutely terrible shows to do a podcast with you. Um, Maybe we'll go back on the should... wheel. What? Boston Common? <laughs> Suddenly, I Susan. do think we should get away from like just rewatching old shows. I'm not saying we should never do it, but I think people can get more creative than they're just like us constantly rewatching old TV shows okay. as part of the wheel. Well, look, people can send us anything. Who knows anything where this want. goes? Yeah. This is only the first episode of Robin. Well, it's Akiva. the third episode. Technically. Well, it's, it's the first episode that's officially branded here of Robin. Would Akiva. you call this the pilot? Sure. Sure. You. You know, fun fact, uh, Saved by the Bell, the 38th episode is the pilot. <laughs> yeah. Because season one is really Good Morning, Miss Bliss, so it's not really Saved by the Bell. And then and then uh, they, for whatever reason, move the pilot to the 18th episode of the season. And then they just have, like, like why it doesn't make sense why Zach wouldn't know who Kelly is and, like, Slater doesn't know Screeches. So they just have, like, Zach come on screen and say, and, like, explain, like, this is a flashback. 
but it's the 18th episode of the season. So episode 38 of Say by the Bell is the pilot. Now, can we never watch that or that it has to only be a season three, episode seven? Well, we came close. That's season that's season two, episode 18. No, we can watch that. It's just a separate idea on the board. If somebody wants like podcasts about your favorite Say by the Bell episode, I don't think that would be our favorite, though. First of all, then we're stealing from pilot season because that's a pilot. Yes. Okay. Uh, by the way, recurring segment. Uh, have you been asked to be on pilot season yet? I have not. Have you? <laughs> no. No. A pretty rude, Michael Clark. All right. That's a recurring segment on the show. Also, we have to pinpoint a very important part of Robin and Kiva need a podcast. We need to pinpoint the exact point in the podcast where Taylor Cutter falls asleep. Okay. So just keep that ear out for that. Do we need like a snoring sound effect for when we think we figured it out? Yes, yeah. If you could, if you could play like a snoring thing, maybe wake her up with like a loud like uh, <laughs> gong or something. <laughs> all right so <laughs> worked out all of the uh, recurring segments if you want to make sure you subscribe to this podcast uh we are going to get a podcast feed up and running for the dedicated feeds only this podcast i do think that we had some listeners to the seinfeld post show recap that were not rob has a podcast uh, loyal listeners uh that you know who you are and so we will get a, a podcast feed up and running as well for next week's episode for Robin Akiva need a podcast yeah five stars rate and review all that stuff okay we'll get to that coming up next week we just need to get the episode up before we can get it approved in the store so Akiva should we turn our attention to perfect strangers season three episode seven and also, if you want to watch this episode of Perfect Strangers before you listen to this recap, you can find it in the post for this podcast or go to robhasawebsite.com slash perfect strangers. Do you think we're the last people who are going to watch this particular episode? Um, I don't know. Maybe people <laughs> after this might be interested in going back and watching more Perfect Strangers. It's possible. I want to ask you a question. Sure. Because you seemed more uh, into watching this show than me. Yes. And I, I think I'd heard of it, but I don't remember us discussing it four years ago that you just played. And I, I just didn't know anything about this, about this show. So can you tell me, knowing that I knew nothing about it, what was your sort of prior experience with this show? Now, I am a few years older than Akiva, so mm-hmm. I am uh, very familiar with uh, these 80s sitcoms where Akiva might have been too young to have uh, really seen the prime of shows like Perfect Strangers. But this was an ABC sitcom, which was really the story of two cousins who I, I don't even know exactly how they got together. The opening credits kind of explores this. And I don't know if you want to ha- do a deep dive into the opening credits, but uh, cousin Larry Appleton uh, works at a newspaper, uh, the Chicago Chronicle, and he is roommates with his cousin from the fictional country of Mipos, which is uh, appears to be someplace Mediterranean, and his name is Balky, and they live together. They do not appear to have ever met before they became roommates. In the opening credits, uh, we see Balky making the trek from Mipos to America by way of Ellis Island. He's looking at the Statue of Liberty. We see cousin Larry Appleton packing up his car, driving to Chicago. It is unclear. We'd have to go back and watch the pilot of Perfect Strangers to see if this was ever explained exactly how they came into contact with one another. But they are somehow distant relatives and they are roommates. But basically, in essence, they are 
perfect strangers. All right. I have first of all, I have a take on the cousins thing. I think Balky is like a catfish cousin. I think he found like the perfect mark and they're not really related. He just convinced him to like guilt him into sort of like being his his friend. Yeah, this is a perfectly acceptable theory. There is no 23 and me in the mid 80s. Uh, no way to uh, really look back at the family tree of uh, Larry and Balky. And maybe it's explained more in the pilot. Again, this is the only episode of the show I've ever watched. But <laughs> yes. like, it seems like Balky would be capable of maybe lying and pretending to be someone's cousin. It could be a long con. You're, you're right. Uh, that Balky appears to be somebody who is a very good-natured, uh, big heart, uh, whereas his uh, cousin Larry is more of the uh, a cynic kind of the uh, stereotypical 80s yuppie uptight and uh, Balky is a little bit more of a free spirit all right i want to give you an over under we, we do some gambling on this new podcast Ooh. 100 crime bucks over under one half time that akiva laughed while watching this episode <laughs> and i'll let you know at the end i would say under i don't think you laughed Okay, I, I'm going to say I, I, we'll we'll get into it, but I'm going to say everyone expected me to hate this show and may, mostly because like I am a hater and I've gotten like really like, you know, uh, you know, trashed some people's faves before. And, uh, you know, this show isn't even anybody's fave. So I think people thought I would really go hard on this. I don't think I'm going to go that hard on it. Yeah. I mean, this is a, a perfectly fine replacement level 80 sitcom. Uh, I don't know yeah. if it was ever anybody's favorite show but mm -hmm. it was a popular show and i bet if you went back and checked the ratings uh, i suspect 20 million people a week had to have been watching perfect strangers uh in its heyday absolutely and i also think like people watch shows in the 80s and late late 80s early 90s because they were on right and this was just like one of the four things or not even four because this is pre-fox this is like literally one of the th the three channels on tv so yeah you're either watching this or whatever was going up against on 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 what was the cbs is cbs nbc this is abc because this is tgif so is, cbs and, and nbc it's just barely getting off the ground i mean uh yeah you know, uh, what else were you going to be doing on uh, November 4th, 1987? Reading a book? No, God forbid. We're not book guys. <laughs> okay. So here we are. ready to uh, talk about uh, Perfect Strangers, Season 3, Episode 7. The Horn Blows at Midnight was the name of this episode, Akiva. Uh, yeah. Now, I also I'm kind of curious because I wonder if the, do you remember anything about this episode? I do, like, do not have a, you know, recollection of, you know, uh, too many specific episodes. I would say the one episode of Perfect Strangers that I could uh, tell you the plot from was the episode in which uh Balky had a secret recipe to make a, a Miposian pastry called the Bibby Bopka. And there was a very specific way that the Bibby Bopka had to be have been made. And it was a, a delicious pastry. And I believe that then there was like sort of a get rich quick scheme to sell the Bibby Bopka. And cousin Larry, I think, uh, had dollar signs in his eyes and wanted to start mass producing the Bibby Bobka, but the Bibby Bobkas had to be produced in a certain way where the Bibby Bobka song needed to be sung. And so Cousin Larry, against Balky's wishes, went ahead and mass produced the Bibby Bobkas, which all exploded. 
Someone wrote in and said like that they that they could sing the Baby Bop Girl I th- song. I could sing it also too. I think. Uh, Will uh, you? Uh, I th- well, I don't know if I could do it in tune, but I believe the lyrics were. When you're rolling out the dough, just make sure to do it slow. If you roll the dough too quick, Bippy Bop can make you sick. When you pour the filling in, just make sure to wear a grin. Something, 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 something. Uh, something, something. Bippy Bop got that uh, because they sang that song uh, that, that you had to sing the song when you made it, and then Cousin Larry didn't do it, and then they all like it was a, a big set piece for Perfect Strangers when you know hundreds of uh, Boston cream donuts are exploding. Yeah, no, that sounds good. It sounds like that's like their Vitamita Vegemin. That's their like classic episode. Probably, probably the most iconic episode of Perfect Strangers. Can I read you the episodes that beat Perfect Strangers in the ratings this week? Yes. In November of 87. All right. Um, number one, The Cosby Show. That's We're going to pass on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Different World, number two. Cheers, number three. 60 Minutes, still on. Uh, Growing Pains, Golden Girls, Murder, She Wrote, Who's the Boss? Uh, TV movie. Remember getting excited about like two part like TV like CBS movies? No, I don't think I ever got excited about a two part uh, TV movie, but I do remember when they used to exist. They were on. Like, yeah, the shows used to put on. They were just like terrible movies that were on like Sunday and Monday nights. Mm -hmm. I feel like anyone under 30 will have no idea, but it was like a big deal. Billionaire Boys Club, which I I also think we shouldn't touch, but it was a different movie type back then. Um, But number 11, Beverly Hills Bunts, B-U-N-T-Z. What do you think that's about? Uh, is that a show? I, I think it was some sort of like Girl Scout troop that uh, is. Maybe, I thought it was baseball. Uh, I think it's. If I had to guess, uh, I think that maybe it's like some sort of like uh, there was a lot of like simultaneous ideas. It could have been like some sort of like troop Beverly Hills knockoff. Mm. Uh, Dennis Franz plays Norman Bunce, so you could pretty much do the rest of the show math yourself. <laughs> He's a private eye. It's a half hour sitcom. Beverly Hills Bunce. I feel like I know like something about TV. I've never heard of that. No, show. I've never heard of that either. Uh, Alf yeah. beat Perfect Strangers. Oh man, Perfect Strangers uh, is, Mon- and this is only season three. I, I would have thought they would be killing it. Yeah, uh, Monday Night Football, Giants, Cowboys. Who do you think won that game? Uh, Giants uh, were loaded in 1987. Yeah, the Giants were loaded. I bet they won that game. Um, uh, head of the class, Valerie's family, and uh, Perfect Strangers tied with Matlock. And Hooperman. Just beat Hooperman. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> th- what was the Perfect Strangers in the ratings? How many people were watching? Uh, 16 and a half. Um, I don't know if that's in millions or if that's a rating, but th- but you're probably about 20 million people. Right. And 16 and a half million viewers uh, now would be, you know, uh, the number one show on television by a mile. By a mile. By, yeah. Like Monday Night Football is literally 18th with 15 and a half million and ESPN would like you know, would would like, you know, kill somebody to get to get that sort of rating. And it would be but it would still be like number one instead of number 18. By the way, big night for the Cowboys on November 2nd, 1987. Uh, Giants were up 17, 14 going into the fourth quarter and Cowboys win mm-hmm. it 33, 24 going away. Wow. Wow. Big, uh, big win against a pretty good Giants. Team. <laughs> OK. All right. Let's get into Perfect Strangers because yes. we, we need to th- uh, talk. We've about gotten this. a lot of requests for not talking about sports also. So uh, no more sports. OK. Talk, Unless guys. it comes up on the wheel. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And then people get mad. That is true. Yes. Uh, Akiva, have you ever heard the Perfect Strangers theme song before? 
No, but a lot of people were writing in saying this is a, an elite tier theme song, top five theme okay, song. After hearing it for the first time and not having nostalgia be a factor for you, would you agree with that? It is a classic 80s theme song. If you said like, hey, show me an example of like what what a theme song used to be. It's so long. The intro is almost 90 seconds long. Yeah. Like, you know, The Office had like that iconic thing and then they would like cut it down to like four seconds sometimes just because they don't have like the airtime. And, you know, let's say a show like Survivor also, like, you know, it doesn't do the real intro because, like, God forbid we waste 30 precious seconds. This show is like, we're going to give you a full minute and a half because we got nothing better to show you. Yeah, it seems like that the TV theme song and basically it's gone now and maybe they need to bring it back. This is an interesting idea because the TV theme song seems to exist for the person that has never seen the show, has no idea what they are about to watch. But the TV theme song is going to give you the setup and premise for the show in 60 90 seconds and you would think that in a world where the viewing audience is so fractured maybe somebody is jumping in and watching something for the first time maybe they could use the the debriefing you you think yeah the theme song as sort of a explainer for the show especially since back then shows comedies wouldn't really do like previously on whereas you know now i mean certainly dramas do but you know maybe even a more complicated comedy could could drop that yeah I do like the idea. I like you could, you know, you could explain the show in the first 30 seconds or 90 seconds as we are here. It's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. So the, as I said, in the sort of setup for the show, we see in the opening credits, uh, sort of the backstory and we jump into the real time of Larry and Balky where they both work at the newspaper. Honestly, I, I think that Larry is some sort of a reporter. I don't really know what Balky's role is at the newspaper. He's sort of like a errand boy. He doesn't real. he's not a yeah. reporter. He's not a journalist. No, definitely not. All right. So I was so interested after watching this episode that I did a deep dive on Wikipedia on the Perfect Strangers Wiki. Oh, great. I probably have all the answers to your questions. Good. Even though I've never seen an episode (laughs) before. So so he is, um, what's the not Balky guy's name? Larry. Cousin Larry. Larry. Cousin Larry is... Um, is it like you say? He's a reporter. I think he's like an investigative. Uh, in, uh, yeah, he's on like the the I team, and then Balky is works in the mail room. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, Larry doesn't really first, do a lot of like investigative journalism. Right. That's probably not. I could see that's probably not a big part of the show. Now, in the first two seasons, Larry and Balky worked in some sort of drugstore or convenience store. And their landlord, who I think maybe owned the store also, so maybe was attached to their apartment, was like supposedly this heinous guy. And I guess he was so negative that they wrote him out without mentioning it after the second season. And they moved to a new apartment, which they never mention. But coincidentally, the flight attendant females, who were sort of the three and four yeah. stars of this show, move with them. Or maybe they just stay this, you know, in the same building, but it's never mentioned. Other than those four people, every single character on this show who's in the opening credits comes and goes with abandon throughout <laughs> the eight seasons. Yeah. Supposedly, this, this blew my mind, the, the mean landlord from seasons one and two has a wife in, um, in, in those two seasons. And then she comes back as a main character who works in the newsroom, but a different person with a different name. In like season four or five. Okay. Like, I've heard of shows like we would make fun of Seinfeld when they had like someone play the same two second role. 
She was like in the opening credits, basically, for different roles twice. It's insane. Yeah, I don't remember that. Uh, I do vaguely remember there being something about a shop that they worked at, but that I, I seem to only remember that they worked at the newspaper. And actually, the woman who is with Cousin Larry at the beginning of this episode, and uh, her name is Harriet. Do you recognize her, Akiva? Yeah, I think people who are listening now who are younger than me need to sit down for this one. <laughs> yes. Because I've, this is maybe like I was on the street telling people about this. It was so shocking. Yes. So the elevator operator yes. on the show. Yes. Is Harriet Winslow. Yes. And the same Harriet Winslow from Family Matters. She's in maybe one second of this episode, yeah. which is why it blew my mind. Yes. Family Matters is a spinoff of Perfect Strangers. Oh, I, I, I'm, uh, my mind is blown. Yes. Even you saying that again, I'm, I'm like reeling here. And Harriet Winslow was not really a main staple of this You're being show. Nice. Right. You're being nice. Right. She's <laughs> just she's basically a, this background character that. It was like, okay, this person is getting their own show. Let's go see what her life is like at home. And, of course, she's married to Carl Winslow. And eventually we find out that they have a nerdy neighbor who then takes over (laughs) her show. It's amazing because she's this very minor character. They have an idea, which I think is a good (laughs) idea, right? It's like, let's see what this person would be like at home. I think Carl comes once in season four. So Carl Winslow, Reginald Vell Johnson does actually appear Mm -hmm. in Perfect Strangers in season four. They spin off the show. The show is ostensibly supposed to be about Harriet Winslow. She is the least (laughs) important character on Family Matters by a factor of 10 trillion. Yeah. Carl is an amazing character. Probably the number two on the show. Am I getting this confused with the Fresh Prince? Does Harriet Winslow make it through uh, all? No. You are are correct. They replace her. Yeah. She is the reason for the (laughs) spin-off. She gets replaced. Like, she was literally so replaceable that she probably asked for 50 extra dollars a week. And they're like, we'll just find a new Harriet for the last season. The last season. Season nine. No one's going to notice. The television shows had such little respect for their audience. <laughs> Look at the show. Just replacing people willy-nilly in, in, in the entire run of the show. This eight-season show spins off the most minor character, makes a much more famous show, right? Family Matters, I think, in right. 2018 has much more cultural re- relevance than Perfect Strangers. I mean, look at me. I know I've seen mm-hmm. Family Matters. I didn't know this Perfect Strangers existed. Then Family Matters starts with Harriet Winslow, and she gets her doors blown off by a, basically a guest star who they didn't realize was the show. And then they're like, oh, yeah, the nerdy neighbor is the show. It's not about the Winslows. It's about his interactions with the dad and the daughter and, and Eddie, the brother. Right. And now if you go and look up Family Matters on Wikipedia, it's just a picture of Urkel and the entire Winslow family is in the distant background. (laughs) But in the wiki description, it says this is a perfect, like the first line, this is a perfect stranger (laughs) spinoff. That's wild. It's crazy. It's like the least known, like should be most known TV fact of all time. Yeah. All right. It would almost be like, you know, Frasier is a spinoff of Cheers and like Frasier is like definitely not was not probably anybody's first choice. Yeah. Right. People would want to like Norm or Cliff or whatever. But this would be like if you spun off Frasier, but then Frasier ended up being like the dog. <laughs> like it was like it was Frasier was like not relevant to the show at all. And it was, you know, and it was like ended up completely being Wait, about the, somebody. It, so totally if the, different. the show Frasier ended up being about Eddie the dog. I, I, I'm not even sure. I don't know what my <laughs> analogy was going. But the point is, what if, Fra- if Frasier was like written off in the middle of the series? 
Good thing they didn't name the show Harriet. Yeah. I mean, they, they would they would have had a <laughs> Harriet's problem. family. No, I think they yeah. did this in the 80s. Like, I remember I used to watch on uh, on Growing Pains that they just took, like, the guy who was the gym teacher on Growing Pains, and then they just mm-hmm. spun off his own show, and yeah. it wasn't nearly as popular. They should have done The Runaway Kid. <laughs> I feel like that show would have hit better. It was just like, they okay. Did a Leo DiCaprio show. Like, we know this guy. Let's give it. Let's, let's try this as a show. I mean, it made sense. Like, if 20 million people, like you're saying, are watching these shows, like, they have such name recognition. It's funny because they went away from it. I mean, are there, are there like, a lot of spinoffs now? No, they're not spinoffs so much now. They just bring back the same show years after it got canceled. Right, right. It's not, right, it's not spinoffs. We're just, right, it's just reboots of, of the shows. That's true. <laughs> yeah. And you're more spinning off concepts, like the CSIs, maybe more on that in a later episode, is... You know, you're, you're not spinning off like there might be a backdoor pilot. I mean, this is the ultimate backdoor pilot. This is like someone who's not even in the door getting getting their own their own pilot. But it's more like uh, concepts. Akiva, let me ask you this. So mm-hmm. th- that in this crazy world where we live in, where there are mm-hmm. current shows on TV like Will and Grace, Murphy Brown, the Roseanne show came back and then was mm-hmm. gone again. But it's going to be a, a, its own spinoff. What is the percent chance that Perfect Strangers uh, returns to television sometime in the next two years? I want to say zero. Zero? I just don't think it, I don't think it's there. I, I feel like I would have. I just would know more. I mean, listen, maybe someone a couple years older who watched the show would disagree. I, I mean, of the of if you're going in the Perfect Strangers canon, I would bring back Family Matters ten times before I brought back. Yes. Perfect Strangers. Okay. So once. that was my next question. Urkel will play now. Urkel would play on Netflix tomorrow. It would it would be equal to Fuller House. Kids would love it. I, I would love to show my kids Urkel. My kids don't know where so Urkel what, is. They would love Urkel. Does Urkel have kids in the Family Matters reboot? I think Urkel has a nerdy kid. Mm-hmm. Is it a nerdy daughter? And then like Carl, like Urkel has to be married to Laura, and also. And we got to get into this. Like, is Urkel Stefan or Steven? Oh, I think he's still uh, Steve Urkel. Do you think Stefan is gone and like the whole show is about him trying to find like Stefan again? I think that maybe they could do that like in season two. Like Stefan is crazy that that show like I mean, Perfect Strangers is a is a normal show. And then Family Matters is a normal show. And then one day they're like, hey, we want to become a science fiction show. <laughs> and so like Stephen Urkel's going to go into like this magic machine he built yeah. and become a cool guy. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Reginald L. Johnson is still with us, right? Yeah, oh, he's in he's in a lot of things. He okay. still acts a lot. All I right. like Reginald get L. Johnson. Get him back, and then, uh, you know, Urkel has a family, and then uh, away we go. Also, like, once every season, Reginald L. Johnson would just, like, it would be, like, a very jokey show, and once every season, he would just, like, have this extremely serious, like, shootout in, a, in like, a Chicago <laughs> yeah. bar. And, and, then, and then he would solve it and, like, take down the perp and get a massive standing ovation from the studio audience. It was pretty wild, Family Matters. If you're, like, too young to have seen it, you should definitely check out a couple yeah. episodes. It does not hold up. Uh, is there a political slant to this show? I feel like that that's very important on the reboots. Like, uh, on does, Family does Matters? Ur- yeah, does, does Urkel have a political take? Yeah, Urkel's a big Trump guy, <laughs> and he keeps coming over to Carl's house, and Carl won't hear anything of it, and like keeps kicking him out. <laughs> it's interesting. Maybe, maybe like um, or, you know, Urkel is like a, like a Fox News pundit, and Carl doesn't want to have anything to do with it. I feel like that, that totally. You, it that, could be. I think that a, could, a lot of these, a lot of shows uh, want that sort of like uh, you know, they want that heat. Yeah, but Roseanne did it, and I feel like people were like, "Yeah, like I don't want the yeah, politics." Yeah, but I mean, the so real sure. the real Urkel's not going to be you know on Twitter uh, like mixing it up with people. The real the, would he be at the real Urkel? 
I feel like Jaleel White's on Twitter, and if you mention Urkel to him, he blocks you. Well, uh, if he was getting, you know, a million dollars a week to reprise Urkel on this reboot, I don't think he would be so pissed. Let's just say he's called his agent a couple times since, like, the Murphy Brown reboot happened. <laughs> yeah. All right, this is a segment we've been doing since the Seinfeld podcast. Rob, yes, for 100 what? crime bucks, how many followers does Jaleel White have on Twitter? We never talked about him before. I don't uh, think we did his followers. Okay, uh, so... I would say that uh, Jaleel White has uh, 39,000 Twitter followers. No, so you're underestimating the Urkel appeal. We've got to bring the show back. He's at 112. 112. It's pretty good. And is Reginald Vell Johnson on Twitter? I'm, I'm going to guess Reginald Vell Johnson is unverified. And um, first of all, he's hard to find, you know, because like, is it Vell Johnson? Is Vell Johnson? Is it two words? Mm-hmm. There's no way he's verified. Yeah. yeah, he could be undercover. All right, here he is. I, I don't. Do you think it's a fake? Because he's is not. Is he verified. tweeting about the is Die Hard a Christmas movie controversy? I, I'm sure uh, his third to last tweet was at him at a Die Hard screening a few weeks ago. Yeah, let's just say he'll show up if you invite him <laughs> to the Die Hard screening. Okay. All right, let's let's get back to. <laughs> do you want to hear his political tweet? <laughs> want to hear Reginald, Reginald Bell Johnson, Johnson has a political tweet. Yeah, you want to hear it? Okay, let's hear it. All right, hoping Kagan and Sotomayor have seen Weekend at Bernie's so they know what to do when RBG passes on. Hashtag SCOTUS. <laughs> <laughs> He's got 7,266 followers. That's not bad for somebody yeah. who's got a tough name to spell and is, you know, because it's, it's, Vail Johnson is one word. That's like a, it's a, it's a tough last name to just like Twitter search for because it's not verified. It doesn't come up that quickly. Yeah. So this episode of Perfect Strangers is, you know, you said that, okay, that Family Matters is a sci-fi show and uh, Perfect Strangers is pretty normal. But this one does get a little bit into the uh, weirdness, right? Uh, yeah. Well, th- because Bal- they meet Balky meets the psychic who's coming. And it's not totally why. The paper gives the psychic a lot of money, we're, we're told, right? Yes. And once a year, <laughs> maybe she comes one of the reasons and... that the newspaper industry <laughs> yeah, ended up. We should true. have seen <laughs> the trouble coming. It's true. Uh, newspaper industry. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, less fake news and more uh, <laughs> less psychics. Is, it, well, that's what people want. Yeah. Um, yeah. The New York Daily News would still be standing today. Had they not paid the psychic in 1987, $50 million to read everybody's. <laughs> yes. Um, I, so, yeah. So uh, the psychic comes and I have to say. The psychic is so annoying. Like the noise around the psychic when she gets a, a premonition. Yeah. So it, people people wrote in and said they stopped watching because the psychic was so annoying. And I actually think it gets much better because we only see the psychic once. You think the whole episode's sort of going to be psychic related, but we only see her once, right? And and she is annoying. Yeah. So what is the name of the woman who is the psychic? Claire, right? Yeah, which is, I guess that's like a clairvoyant thing. That's yeah, probably clairvoyant, not clairvoyant, the, the, the psychic. And she is a woman that I guess the Chicago Chronicle brings in once a year. And she is uh, giving her predictions on things. And not unlike Caitlin from Big Brother, she gets a hit where she is able to get some sort of uh, psychic premonition and can reveal things about the future. She does not remember these things after she says them. This will seem like this is going to be a big part of the does episode. Caitlin, I'm not, I, I'm not watching Big Brother this year. Does, that, does this Caitlin uh, also do that? Like she says things and doesn't remember them? So no, she remembers them, but she would get a hit. Hold on. She would get a, a psychic premonition. 
exactly like Claire in this Perfect wow. Strangers episode. I could see someone in like the CBS production sort of having, uh, you know, like been a big fan of Perfect Strangers and sort of using a similar type of music. Did yeah. we strike out big time by not asking Caitlin to come on this podcast and like giving her giving us her her, her psychic expertise? <laughs> no, because I feel I like am, that would have been a good a good get for our first. episode. It would have. Here. It would have. Uh, I am still working on trying to get her for the Big Brother podcast from CBS. So mm. it would have been we, I think we would have wasted her here. Yeah, why would we want to have a popular cast on our first episode? <laughs> to talk about a Perfect Strangers episode. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like, uh, hey, Caitlin, I know we want you to come on. Just uh, here's a Vimeo uh, link. Can you just check out this, like, fuzzy 24-minute episode <laughs> yeah. of uh, Perfect Strangers? Yeah, here's a... Get back to can you watch this episode from 10 years before you were born also? <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't have worked. So you will hear what the it sounds like when Claire gets a premonition. I, I would actually like to play for you uh, so that Cousin Larry is and it must not be that important at the paper because he is tasked with driving the psychic to the airport in during rush hour. Yeah. Is there a union here? Because I feel like that would be a no, no at the uh, <laughs> at the Chicago Chronicle. <laughs> yeah. Had they had Uber that there wouldn't have even been a plot for this episode. But so True. Balky is a big fan of the psychic. Because, uh, you know, uh, he's uh, somewhat childlike and he is a true believer in Claire's writings. And he hands her a pen which uh, sets off this prophecy. Spell my name B-A-L-K-I. She's like in a trance now. I see a terrible storm. I see a man, a small man. (laughs) He's eating a golden ring and sitting on a sheep. Would you like a glass of water? (laughs) A chair? An exorcist of some kind? (laughs) A clock strikes midnight. There's a knock at the door. Who is it? I don't know. It's death. Tonight, death will take this man away forever. That's B-A-L-K-I. So she doesn't even remember that she said all that. Yeah, no, she she like totally zones out for her for her readings. <laughs> yes. Have you ever been to a psychic, Rob? Uh, yes. Yes, I have. OK. All right. No further questions, Your Honor. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I am not. No, I don't know. You didn't. You didn't seem to be like. Usually, you'd be like, "Yes," and here's what happened. No, I'm just trying like, to get the the story right in my head. That I uh-huh. was very much in, uh, you know, dire straits uh, around uh, about a year or so before I started doing the podcast, and I was just like, uh, I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing with uh, my career. Like it's it's some like around 2008 2009 and mm-hmm. I just didn't know what I was supposed to do with my life and I was just so desperate about like uh like what am I supposed to do and I said okay well, let's go to a psychic because I had a friend and uh, my friend's girlfriend swore by this one lady who was a psychic and I went to go see her. And she didn't really have anything that was uh, particularly useful to say. Uh, The one piece of advice that she told me was, she said, you should do 
a soap opera for the internet. Hmm. Like, eh. wow. Did you end up doing no, that? No, I mean, not really. <laughs> uh, it's not the craziest idea I've ever crazy, heard, by the way. It's not the craziest idea. It's but really a decent take, especially like seven years ago when like web series were sort of just taken off. Yeah. Kind so. of a good idea. I, I feel like she was like a wannabe actress who like wanted to be cast in it maybe, but still, good idea. Yeah, maybe. So, I mean, I feel like that there were some things that like, oh, that's, that's the, the, you know, she kind of was right about that, but then also uh, not, so, not so much about that. Uh, I think Nicole has uh, seen more psychics. Well, doesn't she also claim to be psychic? <sighs> she, I, I think she, yes, that, that she will claim at times that she has, uh, like, uh, that, or that she predicted. The stuff. women in her family are psychic. I uh, allegedly, that's her, allegedly, that's, her take. that's, yeah. that's a very kind mm-hmm. word, psychic. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, all right. So, Balky has heard this uh, premonition and assumes uh, because she says, yes, I always am able to do a reading based on the person's object that I'm holding. She was holding Cousin Larry's pen. And so, Mm. Balky realizes that, yes, she has predicted the demise of Cousin Larry. Yeah. Um I, for, so basically, the rest of the of the show, because next right next thing we know, right, we're right back and we're back in the apartment. Yeah, the rest of the show is basically one like fifteen minute long scene there's, or seventeen minute. Yeah, long Yeah, there's scene. basically two setups here in the episode. We're at the uh, the the newspaper, and then we are basically back at the apartment, and uh, we are trying to stop this uh, prophecy from coming true. It's funny because we're used to like having done Seinfeld and I would write it. I would always write Seinfeld out by scene. And after like the first few episodes, there's never less than like 21 or, you know, 22 scenes. And they're always in different places. So this is one long set piece. You could almost have like no commercial breaks from now till the end of the of the episode. It's it's really just one straight shot. Yeah, it plays out kind of like if you were like watching a play. Yeah, it's almost in real time. After the first couple of minutes, it's a se- even when they say like five minutes till midnight, it's literally five minutes. Like it's a, it's almost a real time episode here. <laughs> yeah, it's like twenty four. Yeah, they should have the click the ticking clock. Also, they would know what time it was. Then. <laughs> yeah. All right. So back at the apartment, Balky is on the phone with a travel agent, and he's trying to book a flight for two tickets to a place where there are no sheep and no rainstorms. It's probably not Meepos. I feel like there's a lot of sheep in Meepos. Well, they, well that is a big plot point that uh, always uh, there are like uh, Balky often talks about sheep in Meepos. You know, I was wondering, Akiva, in, in watching yeah. this, if Perfect Strangers plays as well here in the in the real time. And I feel like that Balk, the story of Balky, the immigrant who came to America and was, you know, depicted in a very positive light that I, I I wonder if that uh, th- if thing if Balky had a view on the way people viewed immigration in 1987. I, they also make Balky to be a simpleton. It seems like so. I don't. I don't think. I think we're sort of like giving him too much credit to think about anything because they really like his character is extremely dumb. Yes, but right? very uh, good intentioned and good intention, non-threatening. Nice, but- very non-threatening, but he is dumb. So I don't think, like, it, it, you know, even what you're saying, I think is probably flying over the head of... It seems... I, my impression is that he sort of gets to be a little bit more um, aware as the show goes on. Because the show ends, spoiler alert, with, like, the the two flight attendants, right? Cousin Larry marries one of them. And mm-hmm. then, like... And then um, Balky ends up, like, dating them. Dating Jennifer one, and Marianne, one and breaking yeah. up. 
And I, like, and then he marries her also at the end. And then I think they each like the series ends with them both having sons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Spoiler. Uh, yeah. Spoiler. If somebody wanted to binge all eight seasons. Is that seasons, the reboot? But- Is that the reboot that Larry and Balky's sons are roommates? There's sons of roommates, but then like, what's the what? Like, someone has to come from faraway lands. Or what about almost every sitcom is set in the U.S. What if like one of them goes back to Meepos and like the show is set on Meepos? <laughs> I don't know if people want to watch a show set in Meepos. Well, listen, you're just as bad as those network executives that never let any shows set be set outside the United States. <laughs> yeah, I also do like the idea of the fake place. Is it, it's a very '80s and '90s thing? Like, well, we could just make a fake place up because we don't want to offend anybody. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the, the, fa- the it didn't bother me too much. As it doesn't a, bother me. Also, I think it's a no win. I think you go if you called it like I don't know, just because it seems like Mediterranean. If you call it Greece or Cyprus, then that people from that country would have been furious because if he's not portrayed positively, they'll be mad. So mm-hmm. I, I actually think they, there's no yeah. way around it. Also, right? that there's a lot of like wives' tale and superstition that comes from uh, Mepos. Yeah. So I think mm-hmm. that they needed to build in the culture of Mepos often where uh, that, you know, a lot of the episodes, like I was talking about, like the secret recipe for the Bibi Babka, where there's yeah. a Mepos tradition of things have to be done a certain way. So they needed the we, creative we license. We see Meepos in the series, you think? Uh, I don't know if we ever went back to Meepos in an episode. I think he goes, but I'm not sure if he's, if we see him there or not. Yeah. Valky. Yes. I think maybe that we might have like, a, I could see like a season premiere starting with a uh, cousin. I just got back from Meepos. Yeah. You know, back to the episode. There's there. There's such an 80s trope that happens here where he when he tells Larry about the premonition. Right. Yes. And and Larry like doesn't believe it. And then the second Larry says he doesn't believe that there's going to be a storm like you get the thunder and lightning out of nowhere. Yes. Don't you think that's like such an 80s trope? Like, oh, it's perfect. The weather's perfect outside. Two seconds later, thunder and lightning. (laughs) Yes. It's very 80s. I mean, it it was uh, you you see basically every plot point coming uh, a mile away here on this. You don't need to be Claire the clairvoyant. That's right. Yeah. Now. Going back to when Larry comes home, he talks about how that his trip, what a nightmare. He talks about how he really hated the psychic. Uh, He talks about how lame her predictions were, including that she predicted that Anson Williams will win an Oscar in the year 2025, Akiva. So Anson Williams is Potsy from Happy Days, right? (laughs) Yes. Is that correct? Yes. Um, so yeah, people wrote in and said like, it's still possible. He still works it, it much more likely for him to win an Emmy. Cause he's a pretty successful TV director, uh, mm-hmm. but he doesn't really direct movies. So I don't know what kind of, you know, I, I know the Oscars is branching out to like popular film, but what if the Oscars branched out to like TV shows, like best TV director? Um, like, maybe. what if they just tried to take over TV? Popular I think, TV I, like, show. Is that an Oscar category? Not yet, but give it a couple years. Like, listen, everyone knows TV's better than the movies now. And then if, like, if you want to really honor the best in media, you might have to give, like, best comedic TV show. Just knock out the Emmys. Nobody really cares about the Emmys, right? Mm-hmm. Make it all Even one like show. Most of the Emmys don't yeah. care. Make it all one show. Like movies, TV, Globes. put it together. Yeah. Like the Golden Globes. Oh, you just, well, you just invented it. But not, like, the Golden Globes are lame. It's like 70 people from out of the country who just, like, pay off. And it's nonsense, the Golden Globes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, a very uh, 1987 reference that Cousin Larry uh, described the psychic as one of the witches of Eastwick. Yeah, are they? They're not back, the witches of Eastwick? No, they haven't rebooted that, I don't think, right? Yeah, I guess they're not. Su- I mean, even like the, we're talking about Potsy. I feel like most of a lot of our listeners, a lot of your listeners don't 
uh, don't know who Patsy is. Like Happy Days. I'm not sure if Happy Days has made it to 2018. No. Should we, which should we reboot Happy Days? I mean, is the concept so great that you need to reboot Happy Days? I don't even know, you know? what the concept is, to be honest. What is the Happy ca- Days. like? Happy Days is sort of like Family Matters, where it was supposed to be a nothing show, and then a guy comes <laughs> and steals the show. Yeah, like it's just the Fonz and Urkel. So I don't like. Yeah. What would the Fonz? You know, you'd need a new Fonz. I don't know who the new Fonz would be. It would probably be some YouTube star. <laughs> what would the new Fonz be like? Would he be like the old Fonz? I I, I got a Fonz pitch for you, and it's gold. Yeah, what is it? You know who Liza Koshy is? Uh, yeah, from Double Dare. Yeah, I, I, she's the new Fonz. She's she's cool. Wow. Okay. Look at her. She's wearing the leather jacket. She's the new Fonz. Lock wow. it up. We just okay. we just got eight seasons. New in a movie. new Fonz. So you're doing uh, you're you're completely putting the Fonz on its head. I I saw. I didn't know who she was. My kids were watching the Double Dare. I'm like, oh, this is like a person with so a ton is of it charisma. Happy Days, but it's uh, most of the leads are women, and then there's like one guy no, that's no, like no. the Joni. What was Happy Days? All men? I don't remember now. I mean, I think that basically like uh, the Richie and his friends, and then there was like uh, his parents, and then uh, I think you could still have Richie Cunningham. I I don't know. Like, Pat Morita was there, and then basically the Fonz. I don't think there was a lot of. Uh, I mean, maybe there might have been one other uh, female character besides the mom and the sister. You have a Joni and Chachi character. I think we could update the names. I think you could have Richie Cunningham. And then the Fonz is like, but then how young are the kids? Because Liza Koshy is like insanely young. Yeah. So I don't like the Fonz has, has to be like older than the kids, right? The other thing with these reboots is who's watching this? Because that anybody that watched the old series isn't going to yeah. like your reboot. And then mm. anybody that's young, I don't know necessarily what's in it for them to come in and watch this new show. Unless the, the, so you're you, feel you like, have to go old with the reboot. Like if you made like a hit Murphy Brown, who's going to watch it? Because the old people like the people watch Murphy Brown then are like, dead. yeah, I just feel like that's the- so five years ago of let's just take mm-hmm. the old the IP and then bring in new actors. I feel like that that doesn't work with a new idea. No, that old idea, idea <laughs> old actors, old act. But nobody wants to see like, first of all, how do you get Ron Howard's like an actual like movie director? He's going to be tough to get. Anson Williams, you could probably snag if you make it you a need movie, at least you one get of the old actor actors win an Oscar. You need a- <laughs> I mean, listen, Henry Winkler is still gold. Like, you still have him as like the uber Fonz, like the main Fonz. Yeah. Okay. Right. He could be like Liza Koshy is like like uh, uh, psychic landlord. I mean, I feel like the Fonz has gone to some dark places. <laughs> All right. Let's, well, let's get back to Perfect Strangers because this is sure. a, t- <laughs> a show that – I mean, this is exactly what we thought it would be. We are who we th- you thought we were, but yeah, still. you let us off the hook. But yeah, no, listen. I, people want to hear us talk. They don't want to hear about Perfect Strangers. <laughs> I mean, they want like half and half. They want half and half. I know, but we're, we're about, will, a, th- we're about a third out? of the way into this Perfect Strangers Well, listen, we, I, I, can, I, the, can, we can also rip through. It's literally one scene. We could rip through it in five minutes and – get to the wheel if we need it if we're really in a rush i will say that we've already played if the, if we have new listeners who didn't listen to Seinfeld, we've already played more of perfect strangers than we did play of 180 episodes of, of seinfeld right mm-hmm. we heard like a minute clip yeah in hindsight should we have done that should we have played more of seinfeld on the seinfeld podcast well i do feel like that the seinfeld uh powers that be may be more litigious than uh. the powers that be behind perfect strangers you don't think perfect strangers has a team of lawyers still just coming out there and sending cease and desist to people <laughs> Uh, maybe not. Maybe not. You probably. It's a probably. It's a good point. It's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly, <laughs> it's a very shaky uh, legal ground. We don't know. We no, don't it's know. fair. It's fair. Listen, this is this is. Uh, 
your job and nobody is going to listen. If we get like a, a takedown order for playing a minute of perfect strangers, yeah. then like that lawyer sucks. Yeah. And, you know, we may not have thought of that idea in 2014 when Akiva was calling into the podcast on a tin. Can. We sounded so young. First of all, I think the <laughs> we didn't address it up top, but I was on vacation every summer except for this one. We, we go to Florida and then I was at my mother-in-law's house and like the internet stopped working, so that I literally phoned that episode in. I, if I'm not mistaken, on the apartment, as opposed to figuratively, I was on. Yes, most of the other early episodes, like I was on the phone, like a landline at my mother-in-law's house, and doing the podcast with you. Yeah. So that's why my audio sounds like I'm like you know under under the sea. That didn't sound great. I have no idea how you let that be on here. My audio was so bad. <laughs> it was four years ago. I didn't think anybody was listening. We sound so young. Like you sound. We sound like very young. In in that in that like one minute clip you played, we're not jaded yet. I mean, I don't even think you had any kids, or maybe you had a baby. I had one one kid. I I just had daughters then. Mm-hmm. Like it was it was a different world. Yeah, no, that different world was on a different night. Uh, <laughs> That's true. Strangers. Should we do a different world? Should we put that on the wheel? Uh, I wouldn't really be psyched to put it on the wheel. I feel like Neither people would probably have uh, I, warm I, you feelings. Know what I was telling people. About the wheel, like I, I have no. If you have a great idea for an old TV show, like God bless you, we'll put it on. But like, it feel it does feel a little bit. If you give us too many of these old shows, that it's like homework. Because I like you know we both take it seriously. I watch the show, but I also pause every two seconds and take notes. I like did like an hour on the Wikipedia page. Part of if you didn't listen to the first two episodes, like part of our our deal was like as little work as possible, right? Rob does not. Rob's a busy guy. You don't want yeah. to like. That's why people are pitching movies like, it, you yeah. know, I bet 24 of minutes of Perfect Strangers was not uh, a no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't, wasn't heavy strenuous. Lifting, but if we get like eight in a row of these, it will be like, uh, we, you know, uh, this again. Yeah. And you never want to get to that stage. I also I, yeah, I also think 24 minutes. I've never seen a sitcom this long in my life. Yeah. Well, you got to tack on the no commercials of the, yeah, there, <laughs> of the opening theme song. They could have cut the theme song. I'm sure in syndication because, you know, the show is still syndicated. They did. But like with their four, five minutes of commercials, how'd they pay the bill? I'm not who's, sure this show is still syndicated. <laughs> I think I was joking. It's on Hulu, so yeah, there are commercials, but there are Hulu commercials, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right. So finally, the the rain is pouring down. We come back from commercial, and uh, we have a knock at the door. It's too early to be Mister Death. It's Jennifer and Marianne, and there is a good line when. Jennifer and Marianne are talking about, uh, you know, La- Jennifer says uh, Jennifer is uh, Larry's very attractive for 1987 uh, girlfriend, not to imply. Yes. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Are you saying are you saying like I don't even know what you're saying that her hair is so gigantic? Yeah. I think that it wouldn't she, work in 2018. Yes, I, I think that she is uh, 1987's idealized perfect woman is uh, sure. fashion was much different in the 80s things were much different in the 80s yes and jennifer says to larry larry i'm so sorry to to hear that uh that you're dying uh there's so much that we uh still could have done and he said well we still have a little time is this an unrequited love for like years before anything happens I, I don't know. I, I mean, I assume that they're like boyfriend and girlfriend. I, I don't know at what point uh, the relationship has progressed. I mean, are they seeing other people? I don't think Larry dates other women. I don't know if Jennifer brings back other guys. Mm-hmm. My impression is that Larry and Jennifer are uh, going steady. Is that what they yeah. said in the 80s? Yeah. Uh, but whereas uh, Balky and Marianne 
are much more sort of uh, unrequited, will they or won't they, Ross and Rachel type. Well, Balky is really presented as much more childlike. And so yes. I don't even know if he is presented as having, you know, a desire. Sure. But I think as the show goes on and they sort of have to do new things with them, it seems like and by it seems like I mean, I read the Wikipedia page for mm-hmm. a minute um, that that he like they sort of go from like, hey, we should do something. And every time they're like about to kiss, like something happens, yeah. you know, very 80s sitcom level. But eventually they get there. Balky may well be a virgin. Is Balky a virgin? Is Bronson Pinchot on Twitter? We got to ask him. <laughs> I don't By know. By season three, episode seven. is Yeah, Balky could be a virgin. You know what I was thinking also? I was talking about sitcom tropes from the 80s. You know, it's a big one that, that came to mind right before we started. You ever, you know, like someone will be like, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Like, let's say Cousin Larry says it to, to Jennifer, mm-hmm. and then, like, they just start making out with any more words. Right. There's so much, are you thinking what I'm thinking, and then they make out in, in like, late 80s, early 90s sitcoms. Yeah, uh, I could see that. Do you think it would work in real life? Like, you just, like, like go to your wife later, are you thinking what I'm thinking? I'll like, try it. I'll try it and, and let I, you know. I, can you get us back? Can you get back to us for next week? <laughs> just, like, stare in the eyes and say, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Yeah. I, you don't have to tell us if you know, it goes really well. I'll, like, pull an Omarosa <laughs> and I'll be, like, secretly uh, recording and I'll see uh, if I can play that. I can 100% tell you what my wife's reaction what would, would it be, be? If, I, if I did that. Because I know her lines already. We've been married uh, a million years. If I stared her in the eye, especially now, she's mad at me. If I went out there right now and I said, hey, Mayor, are you thinking what I'm thinking? She would say, you also want to kick yourself in the balls? A hundred percent. That's what she'd say. That's what she'd say. If she's a hacky, like, Catskills comedian. That's what she would say. <laughs> yeah. She's uh, mad at me right now. <laughs> so I did do a search for, is Balky a virgin? And I okay. uh, did not. Uh, but I hope you did it in incognito. I should have. I should have. I did not. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, you know, the, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole. Uh, I do see a link to a post from sitcomsonline.com. Larry and Balky okay. weren't really cousins, which speaks to your theory. There's also a link Catfish from cousins. the Houston Press from 2008. I'm pretty sure Balky was supposed to be gay which uh we don't need mm-hmm. to uh explore and uh, no word on whether balky was a virgin yeah i mean we definitely have some stranger heads out there i think that's what the fan base <laughs> the like the real, the real perfect well the stands they were called the stranger heads i think <laughs> is that I real i think like probably i don't know were there stands back then or like are stands new stands not starting until called Eminem's that song yet. stan well, they definitely weren't because like, please don't <laughs> yeah. that song. Um, I, I somebody somebody wrote in was definitely a big Perfect Strangers fan. We'll remember this for sure. Yes. Um, I don't remember. Is this, AJ it, Mass? Hit us up. AJ, oh, AJ Mass, like right away. is like, guys, the show's on Hulu. Trust me. <laughs> so he, he's, he he's knows. A so he's huge definitely stranger head. Plus, he not only is he a stranger head, but I, I feel like if he watched something once, he has a very good memory. Like he's going to he's going to be able to tell like he's going to be able to answer all of our Balky questions, of which we have many. Um. Yeah. We also like speaking of stands for a second. We didn't have a name for the Seinfeld listeners, but I do think we need to get a name. Like we need to get a name for the for like the Robin Akiva have have a podcast stands. The, if if such if such a person ever exists, the in nappers? like a few episodes or something. Why? Because Robin Akiva need a need podcast. A podcast? Yeah. The nappers. Yeah, it's possible. Okay. Oh, speaking of nap, we're uh, live look into Taylor Cotter. Is she still awake? <laughs> no way. No way. Not a chance. Yeah, she's younger than us. She did not uh, watch the Perfect Strangers when it was on because she wasn't born. 
I don't think she's. I don't think she's still with us now. I do, we probably have people who just skip to the wheel every week, also. So yeah, maybe we'll put she that, I'll try to put that time code done. in there to get into when we talk about what's no, going on. What are next. you helping people? I hate when people do that. Uh, I, I thought you liked that. <laughs> I guess I like it. I don't know. I do like it. I, I do. Th- I, I probably have told you before. You should put in more time codes, but then now that it, I'm not sure, it's hard to do. It's hard think. to do. What to find the time codes? Yeah, it's a lot of extra steps. It's extra steps. I. I it, I, you know what I don't like I'll, when there's a podcast like let's say there's a Bill Simmons podcast. You don't do this um, where, where they'll be like, you know, we talk about A and B and C. It's too limiting. Don't tell me you talk about. Tell me the guest is. If I want to listen, I'll find out because then it's like, oh, shoot, I want to hear them talk about like D, but they're only talking about A, B and C. You never do that. You never be like, you know, uh, uh, Boston Rob comes by and we talk about this and that. Just like here's Boston Rob. God bless you if you listen to it. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't. I don't like the spoilers in the in the uh, description. Could have got him for Perfect Strangers podcast. Why would Boston Rob be like the guy for this episode though? Hey, remember str- Balky and Larry? Remember that one with the psychic? How old is Boston Rob? Is he your age? Uh, he's like. Uh, I, I think he's like three years older than me. Oh, so then he would remember because you're too young. Really, I, I to don't know how much Perfect, Perfect Strangers, Strangers. Uh, uh, <laughs> Boston Rob is watching, but I bet he wouldn't. If you asked him who's Balky, I bet he would know. But if we told, like, I feel like if we told them that we were doing this podcast, they'd give us both wedgies. Yeah, I wouldn't tell them. <laughs> no, no, definitely. Guys, I, we, do not I, I will keep this a, a this. secret from him until I the day the I things die. You do like he'll be on the show and then and then you'll be like, you know, we do like, yeah, I mean, if he finds out you do like five sign survivor podcasts a week, he'll probably beat you up. Yeah, no, I won't. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to volunteer that information. <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't. All right. Where are we in the perfect? All right, so episode? let's get let's go to. So Jennifer and Marianne are there and they say they realize, OK, look. All we have to do is wait till midnight and then we'll prove to you, Balky, that Larry, that uh, death is not coming because it'll be midnight. And then once I don't die, then you'll see this was all just one big silly superstition. Yeah. So let's get some pizza. If someone told us we were going to die, we would be like, I don't care if it's Balky and he's like a little bit of a clown. Like I would you'd it would ruin the rest of your day. You'd just be like completely nervous and you'd be much less calm than Larry is. Yeah, but Larry has disdain for the psychic. Uh, he already, you know, uh Larry is a man of science, Akiva. He mm-hmm. does not believe in superstition. And, and ultimately I I do believe that that is the message of this episode of Perfect Strangers uh thematically. Uh Larry makes the point in that primitive cultures that they would ha- see coincidence and then they would assign some superstition or this was uh, significance to these things and as an advanced society we need to move past that and we see that larry and balky by the end of the episode both sort of uh fall into this trap mm-hmm. man of science man of faith but rebooted from uh jack and lock to or pre-booted from jack and lock to balky and larry still on abc though Come on, bring back Lost already, guys. Come on, ABC. You're me- what are you messing around with? This is absurd. Does anybody have anything uh, that great going on that they can't bring it back? Like, yeah. Would there's how, how many shows are on TV right now? Five hundred. Mm-hmm. Lost isn't one of the five hundred best concepts. Get out of here. Who guys. has the most going on from Lost right now? Well, Evie, I think is on uh, is in some sort of. I don't follow the superhero movies, but I think she's in one or maybe the star of one. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kate. So she's up there. Yeah. Can I tell you something that's probably very indicative of, of your audience? What's that? And why? Like, um, I, I had a bunch of RHP listeners over uh, last uh, fall to watch football. When I was in New York, I invited them over to my parents' house and we watched football and we just randomly mentioned Lost. 
And one person on on the couch said, hey, yeah, I have like I'm such a big Lost fan. I have like multiple Lost tattoos. And then the person next to them was like, oh, yeah, I also have multiple Lost tattoos. You had out of like seven people. You have two listeners who had just like randomly mentioned they had multiple tattoos about the TV show Lost. I mean, it was a really big show. I mean, like nobody has a Desperate Housewives, you know, tattoo. That was you don't the know that. Like, it was on the same network and it had more viewers most of the time. <laughs> Grey's Anatomy is still on the air. Do people have Grey's Anatomy tattoos? Somebody does, I bet. I'm sure there's someone with a Grey's Anatomy tattoo, but you didn't think it was weird. Like, like do a third of all of your listeners just randomly have multiple lost tattoos? I doubt that. I thought it was random. I thought it, I, I, th- I thought you'd think it was more interesting than, than maybe you do. Yeah. I think a lot of people ended up watching Lost who were big Survivor fans, and I think that it was sort yeah, of there's definitely an presented as a show. It's correct. like Survivor, but it's scripted, and it's uh, yeah. so like, okay, so I think that that was That's probably, be, yeah. you know, 50% mm-hmm. of the you know Survivor fans probably were, you know, uh, checking out the first season of Lost just because they thought it was uh, going to be like Survivor. Yes. Uh, Lost baseball reference page. It's like see, show it's most like is Survivor. Mm-hmm. So and then mm-hmm. it went on to be, you know, its own thing. But I think it was sort of presented as like it. there was no. Yeah, that's what hooked me. Yeah, in, like, there was the, no talk. The, the it was going to have like, mysteries and stuff. True. They, if they had told us like, hey, we're not going to solve anything, answer any questions. And, like, <laughs> yeah. The last thing's a waste of time. We would have been like, no, nah, thanks. No, thanks. And also, I didn't ask them. But I wonder if those people sort of regret their tattoos now because, listen, when Lost was on, I was just reading a Chuck Klosterman book. We're like way off base here. Uh, and and Klosterman. Right on. It's right, after season, supposed to be. <laughs> it's right after season three of Lost and Klosterman speaking in like uh, definitives, like obviously like the four best shows of all time are like the Sopranos and The Wire and Breaking Bad and, and like Lost, basically. Right. Yeah. Because halfway through Lost, it was a Pantheon show. It somehow fell so far out of the Pantheon that now it's not even considered like a top 10 or 20 show to a lot of people mm-hmm. but no they man. really did not stick the landing and i know i don't want to get uh you know angry uh oh we were oh from. no the lost people have a lot of opinions about lost and yeah so <laughs> I, I, that's why i i really have not gone back to, back to it you know i might i i I stand by most of my feelings about the, you know, the final year or so, but it was just, you know, treated with such gravitas of like, you know, that, uh, you know, this is going to be, you know, this mystery that's going to unfold in front of all of us. But I mean, we're not we're not saying anything that people haven't said a million times. No, we're just saying it better and funnier, I hope. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) Maybe. Okay. so. Akiva, we see that Cousin Larry and Mm -hmm. uh, Jennifer are playing cards. Uh, They're Mm -hmm. eating pizza, and Cousin Larry's on a hot streak at gin. Yeah, I don't really know what gin is. No, I never played gin either. Do you ever? uh, And you don't drink, right? Or you drink a little bit, but you don't drink drink gin. I'll, I'll have a beer, but I don't drink gin. Um, is gin gin rummy? Is that the same game? It's the same game, right? Is gin is that rummy cube? Is that the same game? No, rummy cube is different. Okay, cube rummy cube is cubes and gin rummy is a card game. I don't think there's cubes. There's like numbered tiles, I believe, in rummy cube. Uh, but you know what I mean. It's like a cube shaped. I don't know. But I know what rummy is. It rummy cub or rummy cube? I have no idea. There's like an umlaut, I think, in there or something. Yeah, it's a K, <laughs> the, the cube, not a not a C. I'm not sure. Okay, so this all sounds very 80s. All these rummy cube and gin rummy. It's yeah, all from this the 80s. is before anybody you know uh, had an iPad. Ooh, people would play games yeah. like this, and mm-hmm. so. Balky has whipped up some Miposian death repellent. Again, another reason why you couldn't use a real country. Uh, that the uh, Miposian death repellent smells so bad it keeps the death away. Yeah, and Jennifer doesn't want to go near uh, uh, cousin here because uh, he smells gross. Yeah, and then we start to get a time check almost midnight. 
All we have to do is get through the next four minutes. And again, if you go back to the prophecy that death would not come to the door until someone was uh, eating a golden ring and sitting on a sheep. So as long as Larry can get through the next four minutes without that happening, we'll be good. Yeah, it's like being up 28 to 3 in the Super Bowl. It's like a lot. <laughs> you feel good. You have four minutes. You all feel right. pretty good at that. So now all Larry has to do is run out the clock here. And so okay, let's just go all sit down and wait these final three minutes out when Larry sits on the couch. And what does he realize? Oh, my God. I've just sat on a stuffed sheep. Yeah, so I guess this is part of like the Maposi culture, right? That that Balky has like a this valuable like toy sheep yes. that happens to be in the couch. So that 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 sheep I imagine has been in previous episodes. I would think so. I know that there is a lot of mention of uh Balky's sheep, but uh you would think that Balky would have had the presence of mind to put it away. Right. That should be one of the first things you do. If there's like one sheep in the apartment, but they were probably thinking about real sheep, not fake sheep. Probably. So, okay, all right, no big deal. Well, I sat on a sheep, but that's it. As long as Cousin Larry doesn't eat a golden ring in the next two minutes, everything is going to be fine. Let's just all relax and have some of these donuts. Okay, everybody? Yeah, now, if, if like, part of the prophecy was not to eat a golden ring, I'd probably just refrain from eating also <laughs> for the next two minutes. <laughs> And Cousin Larry grabs a donut and eats it. And Balky says, Cousin, you are eating a golden ring. It's like chaos. Even there's like a very active studio audience here. And it's just complete chaos. They laugh (laughs) at like weird points in the show also. And this is one of them. All right. And then the clock strikes midnight and then a huge thunderclap, which if we wanted to be really mean, we would play and wake up Taylor Cotter, but we won't. And uh, the lights go out, but they come back. Hey, we're we're okay. We're still alive. We're alive. Okay, that's it. Level one. We're not dead. Okay. So, all right. Wonderful evening. Thank you. Good night, Jennifer. Good night, Marianne. It's like a work night. I guess they're flight attendants. So they have a weird schedule. It's like late to just be up hanging out. And uh, I don't know. I'm old. I guess I'm old. <laughs> yeah. And so they realize. Okay. Well, this was such an eventful day. Let's go to bed. And Larry and Balky are going off to their bedrooms and say, wow, what a what a what a crazy night. Can you believe it's almost midnight? And they realize, oh, my God, maybe from traveling to these different time zones, Marianne's watch was fast. It's still not midnight. Wait, so are we to believe that that like this has been an hour I don't know. Like no, that, well, I don't think it's an hour. Like they but left and now it's one o'clock, according no, to Marianne's it, I, watch. I guess that Marianne's watch was like five minutes fast, but that Larry and Balky don't have any other timepiece in the apartment. It, it's a weird way to find out, right? Like, oh, her watch was wrong. What if he was like playing with somebody's watch and that was like a, that's what would have happened on a on like a Seinfeld type show, right? Or like that the watch comes into play beforehand and then it's wrong. Right. It's weird to just have like right. it's like a nowhere. Bob Sacamano watch or something like that. Totally. It doesn't make any sense. Like, or maybe the psychic tricked them into the, I don't know how, but, <laughs> but it's, it's just like, oops, we had the wrong time. We got to do this whole thing all over again. Yeah. And so they realize it's still not midnight. And then all of a sudden a knock at the door. It's Mr. Death. I mean, like, why, why, does, why does it have to be Mr. Death also? I don't know. 
Um, there's a knock at the door, like, who do you think it is? And Balky says, uh, it's Mr. Death, not the Avon lady. Yeah, Avon lady was much bigger in the 80s also. Yes. Are there still Avon ladies? Uh, I think they're just selling Rodan and Fields on Facebook now. Yeah, I think they just, the Avon lady just uh, messages you on Facebook now and and asks you if you want to or if your wife wants to buy any cosmetics. True. So... Balky has a generous offer. He will give himself to Mr. Death. He will let Mr. Death take him instead of Cousin Larry. I love it. I I, I kind of like fall like I'm I'm a pretty big Balky stand now at this point. Like for him to just give up his own life for his fake cousin, I love it. That's why I I think that we need a new Balky. I think that uh, that people need to see that you need these uh, nice immigrants coming to their country and are willing to uh, give their life for their cousin. Yes, we need more people up willing to give their life for their cousin. <laughs> I, I just I, I think like, yeah, Balky, we have to we will figure out a way to reboot Balky. It's <laughs> a good role model. What do you know, since we're close to the end here? Bronson Pinchot, I don't know anything about him. Yeah. People said he ends up on reality TV after yeah, this. Yeah, he kind of went off the rails, I think. What happened? Can you tell me what happened? Because I, I, I didn't know who he was. I thought he was a little person. <laughs> a little person? Well, I said last week, you said Bronson Pinchot. I said, like, I must be mixing him up with, was there a guy in the love boat with like a similar name maybe? I don't know. I, I thought no, he was I, a little I, person. I don't know. I don't know. I and mean, I, it was like Gary Coleman was on The Surreal Life. No, that's not who I'm mixing him up with. Not on The Surreal Life, on a, on a, on a show previous. Vern Troyer? So what happens to him? Um, no, I know. Vern I just think he, Bronson Pinchot, and he ends up being uh, kind of kooky. I, I think that he didn't uh, was sort of typecast uh, as you know he that he is not a um, Miposian immigrant. He played this mm-hmm. character, but then I think then he got sort of like the sitcom thing of nobody could see him in any other parts that were not Balky after this, and I think yeah. he sort of uh, uh, became a, a little hostile. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that, um, but I feel like that he was. Uh, I, I, I think it looks like he's done a lot of stuff uh, since. Well, do you want to? Is this an episode of IMD Bags? A little bit right now. Song for IMD Bags. A, a little bit that? right now. Uh, that uh, he, he did a couple episodes of Young and the Restless in 2008. He, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm just trying to think, of which surreal life uh, w- was he on? Uh, it looked like he uh, went on to Step by Step for a bit. I'm not sure if he played Valky. If that was in the Perfect Strangers verse. Yeah, um, he was on Courage Under Fire, also like a movie that had like the best trailer, but was kind of a mediocre movie. But I remember like leaving the movie and like, oh, that's going to be like the greatest movie ever made. Yeah. And it was just okay. He was in the first Wives Club. Yeah, I think he he might have been in uh, Beverly Hills Cop, I think might have been his uh, big break before Perfect Strangers. Mm-hmm. I hope people want to hear an episode of uh, like a full episode of us doing this because it's on the wheel, baby. It's empty yeah. bags. We can't get kicked off the wheel. Um yeah, Hawaii Five O. So, what has he done recently? Oh, he. I, you know what? He must have rebounded, Rob, because he is. There is a new, I think, a Netflix series. Do you know Sabrina the Teenage Will, uh, Witch? Yes. So you know I'm a big Archie guy, mm-hmm. famously. Uh, so they're spinning off Archie to a Sabrina show, and he is going to be like one of the main guys on the Sabrina show. Yeah, he's playing George. Who I don't know who George is. I don't remember who George is on Sabrina. And Bron- Bronson Pinchot. Oh, this it all comes full circle. So Bronson Pinchot was on season five of the Surreal Life, and uh, listen to this cast that he was there with. Okay, I'm ready. Yeah, uh, all right. This is this is good. All right, so it's Bronson Pinchot. Okay, Caprice mm-hmm. Beret. I don't know who that is. 
Don't know who that is. Uh, she is an American businesswoman. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, she's got something with fashion. Jose Canseco. Love it. Okay. And was this pre-juiced uh, 2005 or post-juiced? Juiced? Yeah. Didn't it, wasn't that his um, his book that he wrote? Oh, oh, I thought you were. I thought you were going to tell me OJ was on this show. No, I, was gonna I, say, think, oh, I mean that was that was the the big like tell all. This he is wrote pre-juiced. About this pre-juiced, right? I yeah, think. I think it's pre-juiced. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, no, I think it was uh, that was in two thousand five. So two thousand five was really the Conseco uh, Renaissance. Uh, Peppa okay. Denton. The Conseco Sons. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this is from uh, Salt and Peppa. Uh, yeah. Janice Dickinson. Love it. Carrie Hart. Who, Sunglasses at night, right? Yes, and. Omarosa Manigault. <laughs> oh boy! The Are honorable. there Bronson Pinchot tapes? <laughs> the, the, uh, right, do you have to say the honorable? Don't be ridiculous, like Omarosa. There's no tapes. Bronson Pinchot speaks uh, like with with an accent normally, or no? No, is that what you're saying no, that no, he no, does? No, no, okay, no. fine. I got it. No. So we got Peppa from Salt and Peppa, Jose Canseco. Omar, do you think of Jose Canseco and Omarosa? There was like a little fling in the house, or no? Oh, I have no idea. I don't know what her dating status was, but this is... I, mean, Omar- I don't know much about Bronson Pinchot, but he had to be, like, top three normal people in this house. Yeah. Uh, why doesn't uh, n- n- uh, nobody ever interview Omarosa about this uh, surreal life stint? I feel like that, uh, you know, people are always interviewing her. Nobody's talking about this stuff. Why did the surreal life end? I, you, uh, we didn't run out of crazy celebrities. We didn't run out of uh, crazy celebrities. I think there was one more... Uh, you know what actually what happened is there was one more surreal life after this, but then it just became into that you wanted to try to get a spinoff off of surreal life oh, after... Yeah. Like, basically, like, the like the uh, uh, flavor of love and stuff, like, they ended oh, okay. up uh, spinning off, and the spinoffs, I think, ended up becoming more popular than the surreal life, so they ended up doing it. They did one more surreal life uh, from 2006, with uh, Alexis Arquette, Cece Deville, okay. Steve Harwell, uh, Sherman mm-hmm. Helmsley. They, they always like they mm-hmm. they always had like some like old sitcom star in there. Uh, Maven Huffman, Tawny Katane, uh, Andrea Lowell, and then Florence Henderson was also there. Like uh, it seems like a weird. It's like okay, you need a reality star, an old sitcom star, like an '80s mm-hmm. rocker, uh, like somebody. No one will recognize all these people, but everyone <laughs> will recognize one. Right, somebody that has sort of like a modern day popularity. So yeah, we we could do uh, surreal life. Should it come back? You could still. We could still bring it back. It makes me sad that Dave Coulier was on one of the seasons, to be honest. Yeah, well, you need an 80s sitcom person. I know, but come on. He's a legend, Dave Cut Coulier. it out. It makes me come sad. Come on. All right. I mean, Flavor Flav, like, made it his career, right? Like, he, he's bigger now, or at least yeah. he was for a few years. Yeah, nobody cared about Flavor Flav prior to uh, surreal life True. stuff. Yeah. He did a great job. You got to really sell yourself on these shows. Yeah. All right. So, Larry and Balky wrestle to see who will answer the door and greet Mr. Death. Larry says, uh, don't open the door. And uh, Balky wants to go open it. And finally, the door gets opened as Larry and Balky are in some sort of uh, weird scissor lock with each other on I the couch. I will say, this is, this, you, this is only played for laughs in 87, right? <laughs> it's like a pseudo-homophobic, like, homophobic, like 
Like, what's going on here? Because they're sort of like wrestling with each other. To be fair, I do think that, you know, Seinfeld also, you know, hit this slapstick note at times. Did I wait? Was there an episode where I said Seinfeld was super woke? (laughs) No, 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 I'm just saying that you you could see this this same exact fight. uh, Oh, yeah, this would have happened the entire 90s. A hundred percent. Jerry and and, and George, uh, you know, basically the two the two guys in like a slap fight. I agree. Everyone was allowed to be racist and homophobic until like 2004. But until then, you could do whatever you wanted. I, I don't um, know if it's no. entirely homophobic. Like, I feel like. I know. They, no, this is actually light. This is actually light. I, I, you could play it either way. I, I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But it's like she's coming like, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and also, to be fair, it's not necessarily homophobic. It's, they are cousins. So maybe it's more of like <laughs> incest. I, I don't something. know what it is. But it's two people <laughs> wrestling like, like sure. children. And that uh, <laughs> Jennifer forgot her purse. And uh, she then very sheepishly, uh, not like a sheep that you would sit on, uh, walks out of the room. Yeah, they don't lock their door. I mean, it seems like it's a great neighborhood in the 1980s. And and only Mr. Death is coming to get them. Uh, Literally Mr. Death. By the way, the door is unlocked and Mr. Death is coming. Yeah. And (laughs) it was Jennifer. And uh, Larry says that uh, Mr. Death would have been less humiliating. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Okay. But... Larry and Balky, they really have a moment where Larry is very touched that Balky would have taken the the bullet for for him in, in this spot for when Mr. Death came. It's sort of what you want to happen, right? You want to like show that you're willing to like risk your life for somebody without actually even having to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a lot of points that way. Yeah, and so. We see, all right, well, glad you're my cousin, glad you're my cousin, uh, let's watch some TV, flip on the TV, and uh, Twilight Zone theme comes on, TV off, let's go to bed. The end. Yeah, I, the Twilight Zone theme song is interesting because it's so recognizable that the joke does work. It's not the funniest joke I've ever heard. Kind of a soft ending. But it's, also, it's a soft ending. It's a little meta because I don't know how many shows in the 80s were doing jokes about other TV shows theme song. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like now we wouldn't blink an eye, but back then it might've been a bigger deal. Yeah. Like shows didn't talk about other shows. It'd be like if me and you were like, wow, we're, we're, we're just like uh, perfect strangers. And then we turned on the TV and then the theme song to perfect strangers came on. It would, it would totally play. Cause everyone knows the perfect strangers theme song. <laughs> it's iconic. Uh, top 10 theme song. So Akiva, any other thoughts yes. about this episode of uh, perfect strangers? Well, I'd say we always do ratings. This is one of one for me. It's my favorite Perfect Strangers episode ever. <laughs> yeah, number one. Um, should we do character rate? Character. We always did character grades. Okay, like how, you all know, right. Uh, cousin like Larry in this episode. What are you going to give him letter grade? Okay, now uh, cousin Larry. He's he's not in the first part of like that scene with the psychic. We actually never see him with the psychic. Really? Yeah. Um, he is. You know, he he's pretty cool. He handles the situation well. Um. Uh, he's he's dating this nice lady. You know, that's that seems like it's going to go well for him. He ends up having a kid with her. I'm going to give him a B plus B plus. Yeah, I feel like that Larry's reaction to finding out that he's going to die is, uh, you know, a little over the top in terms of, uh, you know, he doesn't uh, take anything seriously. Yeah, to me, I think it's more of a B minus for uh, okay. cousin Larry. Yeah, Balky. I don't think this is the iconic Balky episode. I actually think I'm sort of interested in the show now not that i'm gonna rewatch it but i I definitely i have questions like i have a lot because i do think it's a really interesting like idea and then like where do you go with this the fact that they characters seem to grow and mature is pretty rare for like 80s shows Mm -hmm. um 
but uh, I don't if I had to guess, I'd say this is a below average episode of the show uh, or maybe like a pretty basic episode of the show. Uh, but so there's not a ton of Balky greatness here. So I'm going to give Balky a, a B minus. You know, I feel like on the rewatch here, I laughed a couple times at Balky lines and uh, I'm higher on Balky here. I feel like that this is uh, a minus work for is it iconic ultimate Balky? No, but I think that he uh, carried the episode. I think that uh, all of the humor here outside of that one cousin Larry line, I think uh, it comes from Balky. All right. So uh, for new listeners, we start every mailbag the same way. You know how that is, Rob? How is it? And we start with Johnny, uh, Johnny DeSavera. DeSavera. Yeah. Same way. Every every time. Um, he's by the way, he's excited because he used to watch the show with his Portuguese grandmother. Yes. That sometimes. Oh. Yeah. Perfect Strangers uh, brings the uh, global audience together. I thought you were going to say brings like all the boys to the yard. But yeah, no, that does, <laughs> it does that, too. Um do either of us remember? So they're talking about Dr. Death in this episode. Do either of us remember what we were most afraid of as kids? Clowns for me still. You still ha- you hate clowns. I used to have my Twitter profile picture as clowns and you terrifying, a disgusting terrifying. picture, yeah. even though it's, it's literally my grandfather and you're mm-hmm. insulting his, his memory. Um, my I I have, I'm on the record. I was afraid when I was like a little kid that in my closet was E.T. Chucky, the um, what was Chucky like a doll? Yeah. Uh, Edward Scissorhands and Marv and the other guy from Home Alone. <laughs> they were all in my closet. I was convinced. Yeah. So that's what I was scared of. Yeah. Uh, the, the Home Alone guys, I mean, I think they're, they're pretty uh, bumbling idiots. Yeah. Now, to be fair, if it was just the two of them, I could have probably taken them on the same way. I mean, it, yeah, did. it depends on, you know, how much lead time you have. True. But I mean, Macaulay Culkin didn't also have to face off against like a murderous doll. Uh, Edward Scissorhands it was and like a e. big T. dude. E.T. is benevolent. I, I know, but I was petrified of that movie. I was more scared of E.T. than Edward Scissorhands, I think. Mm, yeah. E.T. is a little bit of a uh, perfect strangers of its own, where uh, instead of a uh, person from another country, it's a person from another mm. planet. But it, it's the same idea. Yeah. Mike C. says, having actually watched an episode of the show, he can officially make the ta- have the take that Perfect Strangers has the greatest disparity between quality of show and quality of theme song, a bad theme song loves the show. No, no, no. God tier theme song, he says, show was trash. <laughs> I don't think says, the show was trash. It was it no, was, not trash. It was we're, fine. People people were expecting me to say trash, but it's not. Um are you a noted mouth trumpeter? Because Mike C says, Can you give us your best rendition of the theme song with your mouth trumpet? I can give it a shot. Go for it. Oh my God, it's still going. 
Do, you, you think of this? Oh my god, it's still going. <laughs> What's better, that or the Shut Up Tim version? Podcasting, it's Rob and Akeem. After Seinfeld, it's Rob and Akeem. What's this show about and what's the theme? There's bound to be better things. But hey, it's your life and it's your time and it's better than listening to nothing. <laughs> I love the ending to the theme song. It's really beautiful. It's better than listening to nothing. Some would dispute that. Yes. Uh, yeah. Also, it's like nothing takes zero time. This is probably like going to be two hours. Um, love it. Nobody's Shut up, listening Tim. on 1x speed, though. Yeah, no. People say that they only listen on one X speed. Some people like sometimes people would write in like, "I like you guys. I look forward to it." So I listen on one X speed, so it goes slower. Mm-hmm. Um, those people are stupid, but like <laughs> that's their opinion. Um, Craig from the Couve says, "I also do they think they called the Couve." I also enjoyed the ending. Well, he must have said something before that. Uh, it, but I only cut and pasted that. In the post-Seinfeld world, where nobody can learn a lesson and everybody has to be miserable, it's nice to see a show where at the end, the two characters love each other, and maybe in today's world we need a little bit more of that. Get yeah. lost, Craig. You know, I, as I was watching that scene where Larry and Balky really open up to each other, and I love being your cousin, I love being your cousin, I, I think that maybe shows like this um, affected me negatively, because I think I grew up with the perception that these kinds of conversations actually happened in real life. And mm-hmm. so I think I probably ended up feeling like, boy, I, I think my parents don't like me. The, you know, I think uh. the, the, nobody, nobody likes me because nobody ever, you know, sits down with me and is like, boy, Rob, you know, I'm really, I'm really glad that you're my uh, friend, husband, a, you know, so any of these things. I'm proud of you, Rob. You right. These conversations, I, I like in my, I got wired into my brain that yeah. every, you know, 22 minutes somebody tells you something like this. Sure. And then it never happened to me in real life. And I think I've yeah. sort of, you know, uh, grown up very affected by this. You know, I mean, the same thing. Listen, people aren't walking around saying like, Kiva, we're so proud of you. You're so great. I'm happy. You're my son. I like I definitely don't want to divorce you. Things like that. People don't say that. Um, but I like I don't know. Maybe maybe like it's us. Maybe it's not them. Maybe. Maybe. But I no, don't but know. It's a good is- point. I think it's like I thought you were going to go the other way that it's good to have shows where the good guys always win, unlike the the previous show we watched, and that, you know, you can hug and learn and, and, and you know, have some feelings at the end. But you're saying that it gave you an unrealistic view of yes, life where that this where happens is, every day to people. Life is gritty. <laughs> like, right. Life is more the wire right. than perfect You have strangers. like five conversations like this in your life. Not every right. week. And, I, and uh, do you think you also try and have this conversation with other people too much and you're too earnest because of it? Well, then I think that we have uh, as adults then try to have this conversation with our with our kids. Yeah, by the way, look, my kids are older than yours. They don't want to hear it. Trust no, me. They, and they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. Oh, no. You could have like the most earnest heartfelt. And you could say extremely nice things. You know, like, I think you're the greatest kid in the world. I'm so proud. You're my son. I'm like, all right. Like, I, I need that iPad back immediately, bro. Like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fireman's Cue will like not the watch slow version of our theme song, and then uh, yeah, totally. it doesn't happen like that. No, they don't want to hear it. And if you said it to them, they would forget it thirty minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jim Crumley. Yes. 
says uh, the show wasn't as bad as he remembered, which is a low bar. As this a buddy podcast sitcom show. or the Perfect No, Strangers. no, this show was worse than he remembers. Yeah. Uh, his buddy sitcom shows like The Odd Couple and Vernon Shirley are obvious ancestors. He, the, the interplay between Balky and Larry reminds him a little bit of Joey and Ross on Friends. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like, take. Uh, you know, uh, when in doubt, you know, have your two male characters wrestle on a sitcom. All right. You ready for some nitpicking of the podcast or Perfect Strangers? Yeah. Perfect strangers. It's time for Chester. Yes. That's oh, how we boy. end. That's how we guessed. <laughs> All right. Should I do it in his voice? <laughs> you do a Chester impression. Well, I don't. He doesn't keep imp- when Sometimes if like, like a couple times my audio has been cut from the 32 fans show and he will just like, if he knows what I said, he'll just say it in my voice. It's very yeah. degrading. To and me. just in case anybody who is listening was not a listener to the Seinfeld podcast, which would be yes. absolutely astonishing if that was the case. At this point, two minutes, two hours in. Chester is... Yeah. Uh, Akiva's longtime frenemy, who is his yes. co-host of the 32 Fans in 32 Days uh, football podcast. Mm-hmm. And yes. he is best known for he has a uh, he is an incredible researcher and often uh, has very uh, detailed comments and lists about things. Yes, he has he has thousands of charts. His wife has compared it to John Nash in A Beautiful Mind. Uh, it, like he does it for himself. He makes these charts just for himself. Nobody else sees them. He's an interesting guy, and he always closes out our mailbag. So here, here's what Chester has to say. I've never heard of this show. I know nothing about it. I know nothing about any of the actors in it. If I had to guess from the opening song, it seems to be about twins separated at birth, one of whom has just moved to Chicago from Eastern Europe and <laughs> met his brother. It's not so far off. Yeah. By the way, I think it would be better if they were twins, but just less realistic. <laughs> okay. We got some questions for us. Yes. Why does wait, did Chester listen, just watch the theme song and that was it? I'm not sure. He might have. He might have. Because I he was mad, like one of our guests was late for an episode, and he's like, I'm just pulling up the the show and watching it now. Because God forbid he wastes a minute, which we know he never his time is incredibly valuable. Right. Um, I mean that wasn't really a critique of anything. It was just that I'm gonna watch this thing that I don't really understand and tell you what I think about it. Yeah. All right, so he's got some questions for us. Everyone was wondering this, so he's going he's gonna to get to the bottom of it. Why does the back of his car, his cart in the intro, say Chicago or burst instead of Chicago or bust? Great question, Chester. I, I really was wondering the same thing. Did you were? <laughs> no, I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> well, was was acting this bad I mean, in every 80s Half the this. jokes for Balky are he's singing a song and he ends up say, you know, saying the wrong word. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Just, but Chester's a robot. He does, he's not going to get that. Uh, he uh, says, I mean, he's singing a song like, uh, hit the road, Zach. You know, right, exactly. he, he says he gets things wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, was acting this bad in every 80s sitcom? I don't know. Yeah, I uh, mean, they weren't dr- acting for drama. No. No, I mean, yeah, what are you doing? Hey, this wasn't the Sopranos. People from the Shakespearean stage? Come on, Chester. <laughs> uh, when Larry's told by Balky that he's going to die, why does he immediately just assume that it's true instead of the obvious, why would you say that? What possible accurate source would Balky have? This is like when they show an Olive Garden commercial to a robot and try to get it to understand <laughs> what's going on. I, I don't know. <laughs> Larry asked if his doctor called with news of his physical. Did HIPAA not apply in the 80s? Well, first of all, I don't think it did. I think HIPAA's like newer <laughs> I don't than think that. So either. I don't think there were any laws in the 80s. <laughs> yes. Uh, and in conclusion, this was unwatchably bad. That's what Chester has to say. It was fine. It was fine. Yeah. No, you're wrong, Chester. As <laughs> usual. 
as usual. He is he's completely wrong. It was a totally fun show. I totally get why it was popular. Uh, it's easy to say things were bad now because things came after them that make them seem cliched, but really they were the ones setting the trends. And listen, right. if this show begot Family Matters, then how bad could it be? Right. You know, the worst TV show now is better than, uh, you know, the average TV show from this era. But there's just, you know, so yeah, much. And of Michael it. Jordan, if you put him into the 2018 NBA, he'd be like a sixth man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that blasphemy? Probably. Yeah. There's probably someone mad at that. Listen, Johnny Unitas, he couldn't play on a high school team now. He's probably like 5'8". Right. Right. And the podcast that we made in 2014 was was still bad, but not as bad as it sounds now. Right. And I just by sort of like law where things get better with time, like this episode we're doing is substantially better than season one of Serial. Just because like we just know more about podcasting than they did back then. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Anything I think, else I think about we're per- time for no. I, I think we're we've exhausted Perfect Strangers. Okay. So that was just a little bit of a sample of what we can do with what comes up on the wheel. All right. That's so right. I think that this is the part of the show where then we'll have like some sort of a theme music that sets up. Okay. Uh, the mailbag of what we are going to add to the wheel. The way this segment will work is that Akiva will read off all of the suggestions that have come in from the listeners, uh, be it from email or from social media or what have you. And then, Akiva and I will decide if we are going to turn our key. We both need to turn our key to get something into the wheel. If Akiva says yes and I say no or vice versa, it will not go onto the wheel. And then once the new show ideas are added to the wheel, we will spin and come up with what next week's show will be. Yeah. And if that's not confusing, we also each get one veto per year, calendar year. Yes. We can veto one idea, which I don't think we should be using in week two. But listen, it could be a... Could be like last week was the red wedding because our least favorite of the ideas got somehow got on uh, mm-hmm. this one. You know, who knows? Anything could happen any week on the wheel. OK. All right. Akiva. Yes. What do you have to add to the wheel? All right. So can we just quickly, because this is the first episode uh, in the big leagues on the main feed. Can we just quickly go over the nine ideas that are currently on the wheel for people? Yes. As of right now, nine ideas are on the wheel. Of course, uh, that some of these ideas will require more feedback from you guys uh, should they come up. But the nine ideas that are currently on the wheel are one CSI New York. That is going to be a uh, five-part episode where we watch (laughs) one act of a CSI episode and then come back and podcast about what we think will happen next. Now, is that five episodes? Yes. Listen, this was poorly thought out. Yeah, I think it's I think it's like either we do it for a week or a month, maybe like like other every day for a week or once a week for a yeah, month. I think we should present but, it as one episode. I don't think people have the attention span to listen to five parts. But then how do we do that? We like record it in yeah, five parts. Yeah, we rec- we record it. That's a project for us. We have to record and then oh, come boy. back and then, you know, set up like, uh, you know, a half hour to uh talk about each next 5 minutes of CSI. Right, but every episode is basically we watch 5 minutes of C- of, a, of a random CSI New York episode. Well, it's not random because I think any episode thing we do is season, season three, three, episode, episode seven, seven right? of CSI Correct. New York. Yeah. Uh, and then we watch we watch part of it. The original idea, which I do think was funny, was we just watch uh, the same CSI New York episode every week forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like for the rest of the time, which is a funny idea, but it's sort of been done before. All right. 
That's CSI New York. Uh, IMD yes. bags. That is when we are going to go through the IMDB of a bunch of stuff. I think that we would probably have to get some sort of listener suggestions of different yeah, IMDBs. Listeners to would look suggest at. a couple actors. Like right. you'd say Jonathan Taylor Thomas and. Or a uh, show like, say, you know, right, uh, we Moonlighting, could go through all the people. whatever. Yeah. I don't know what uh, Moonlighting is. But yeah, we could go through all the people <laughs> on Moonlighting and figure out what Moonlighting is. Then uh, comedians in cars getting coffee recap. Yeah, that's also season three, episode seven. It's a Howard Stern uh, I believe episode. that's the episode with Howard Stern. We yeah. could do it. The truth is that might be fun because we could do. A, I could ask you a lot of questions about Howard Stern because you're a, you were a big Stern guy. Yeah, and I questions. feel like that's weird. And you you seem like I don't think we've ever. No, I like him. I like yeah. him. I do like him. But I feel like I. But I'm not a diehard. So I'm not. I'm a. I'm not. I'm a Stern fan, not a Stern stan, as they say. So like I'm. I like. I would have. I think we could get a lot of Stern talk out of you there. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, you, do you still listen or no? Yes. You still you still listen regularly. OK, yes. so I think we could get you know, I've maybe gone through stretches where I don't listen regularly, but sure. I've listened for about the last year. I've listened to and he's uh, on three days a week, right? Yeah, but it's a four hour show. So basically, listen, Rob, it, Rob, he's making one hundred million dollars to show up to work. I, three days a week. I mean, I mean it, I, it doesn't matter to me how what he what he's making. He makes 12 I know, hours saying, a show a week. King. I don't have more. T- I don't have enough time he's not to the listen king of all to media. He's the king of all like boondoggles. This is a great deal. He's got. Yeah. But I listen with the app and then it's like each episode is like a long podcast to me. So three, yeah, four hour absolutely. podcasts a week is fine for me. And is it would you say now the show is like almost PG-13 rated? Uh, they they rarely do anything that is uh you know super R rated uh you okay. know once in a while they might t- they might touch on something but they, that uh I mean it has been I'd say probably like six or seven years since they had like hey let's have a you know a hot babe in the studio right right totally that's or so interesting like that. okay uh, what what are our other options okay then uh we have the Madden game where Akiva and I are going to uh broadcast a simulated Madden game. I, I think I can uh get Madden running on a PC here. So I think we actually had a listener who said that they would if we want like YouTube it, a, right. YouTube it for us and then we just watch it and comment and okay. then everyone else could also watch the, watch it live. Oh, that so would I think be good. Yeah, already, that would be good. Yeah, the listener took care of it, that for us. Okay. All right. And then uh, we have the uh, music videos where we would then get a bunch of a list of uh, a couple different uh, old music videos that we would rewatch mm-hmm. and talk about. Wrap up videos. Yeah. yeah. Uh, your tweets are trash. It was mm. was an idea. I don't really know. I then are we going to just like get a listener? Or I have an celebrity? idea. Okay. I, I have a really good idea for your tweets are trash, to be okay. honest. Uh, then we had the idea 10 or bin, uh, which then also became yeah. 10 or trash. A lot of trash. That's like the main word we say. We say it more than the um, 10 or trash was an idea from a listener, Billy Gross, who said basically listeners submit top 10 lists and we we like go over them. OK, uh, we have dad cast where mm-hmm. we are going to talk about dad stories and then I guess also yeah. get listener dad stories advice. Yeah, people will people will be asking us. Oh, we're, uh, yeah, we're yeah. giving out dad advice. Yeah, we we're can like tell dad, dad stories. We're like the dad know-it-alls. It's like oh, the love like know-it-alls, but for dads. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that, that, that I think is a fun idea. The dad cast is a winner. Okay. And then uh, that 90s podcast where we talk about a different thing from the 90s. Is that also where it's 90s podcast and then we get like uh, some listener submissions of different 90s topics? Yeah, to someone will suggest and we'll take the best submission and we'll sort of focus do on, deep, laser focus deep, on that one dive thing. on four or five uh, 90s on one, things. Yeah. Or it might be one thing if it's a good enough idea. Sure. Or like a series. It could be like boy bands and we just talk about boy bands or it could even be like one. Ideally not a TV show because so many of these are TV shows, but like 
so, something like that. Do you have any nineties ideas mean, if that were to come up? To on be the fair, wheel today? Uh, one of these is a, a TV show. I know, but we but also we did 180, 190 episodes <laughs> yeah. Seinfeld plus Curb of TV shows. Like, Look, we're trying to get out of the TV show game. But yeah, sometimes TV shows will be on the wheel, and then other times there's other stuff. All right, okay, fair enough. Is there anything else we didn't uh, explain what it is yet? No, oh, that's, and then the yeah, and then so we have uh, one veto a year, and then how many Change dot org signatures uh, to cancel the idea from the audience? Uh, to cancel the idea from the audience, I think was like a hundred or two hundred. I think it was two hundred to cancel it, and then to get us to stop making this podcast. I think we said this it was going to be was one thousand or five thousand signatures. One thousand, but we should have said that on the main feed. We might need more because I don't know. We might get there. Okay, all right, but it needs to be. You know, uh, I don't know if it's one thousand signatures over the life of the podcast. Uh, maybe uh, one thousand in a year. That would keep us honest if it was over the life of the podcast. Like, listen, we're only at eight, but one bad episode, we could get a lot of change that okay, well, one th- okay, one thousand. Okay, one thousand. Okay, but it can't be bots. We'll look into it. Okay, all right. Okay, Kiva, what do you got? All right, so now we're going to go over ideas. Are we only adding one to the no, podcast we're adding today? Whatever, you are emptying out the mailbag. Need a podcast at robhasawebsite.com or seinfeld.postshowrecaps.com. Yeah, keep, so yeah, keep sending them in. So we can keep updating the wheel. So here are this week's submissions that made it to this point. You can point. also send them on Twitter. Keeve is very good at curating all of this. At Keeve26. Yeah. Follow, follow, follow. All right. June says, I love Akiva, and I'm so glad the two of you will be podcasting together again. I don't watch any crime-related media, so I haven't been able to listen to him or on anything else. <laughs> Crime related media. What are you talking about, June? I don't do. Do I do, I do a crime? Is she saying that it's a crime to let Chester on the airwaves? Maybe, like maybe what? she is voting against the CSI New York podcast. No, but she's saying like <laughs> retroactive. Like in the past, I have not listened. Like I love Akiva, he's great, but I don't listen to his podcast because I don't watch crime related media. Hmm. Is the NFL considered crime related media in her mind? I don't I like I have. What are you talking about? Can you please email us back and let us know what? Because I have no idea. Is she mixing me up with like, I, I, well, like I don't, Antonio Mazzaro and it's like Better Call Saul? Like I maybe we got mixed. People mix us up sometimes. Like I, I'm so interested to know who what she's talking yeah. about. OK, a crime. Like, listen, crime related media. Okay. Maybe like the Seinfeld people, they do end up in jail. Spoiler alert. I guess so, but she said she loves that podcast. <laughs> oh, boy. June, I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You ready for more ideas? Sure. I mean, did we get one yet? No, I guess that's not an idea. Yeah. That's just in the ideas. There was also a lot of people in general who've been emailing in, like, Robin Akiva, I love you. You're my favorite duo. But... You guys are the best. I stand you. Uh, but of the nine ideas you've suggested, eight of them I'll actually like throw my phone out the window and never listen to a <laughs> well, podcast again. Well, that's why again. you could just skip that one. Yeah, but it was it was crazy how many people were like, I love everything you guys do, uh, but most but of your ideas But do not do good. this thing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like I don't trust you enough to come up with your own ideas. But that's you why people can always listen to this idea. part, right? Yes, you could always skip, like, hear the beginning, then like uh, you would have missed Rob singing the theme song with a mouth trumpet so it's probably a bad idea well, singing was really the, what i would yeah. call that well don't you think like the psychic should have known that that's your skill that you should have become a professional like the psychic you saw you should have become a professional mouth trumpet singer is that an occupation i listen is soap opera web series an occupation it's the same thing mm-hmm. yeah all right all right shut up tim 
He sent in a. By the way, he sent in a bunch of theme songs this week. I we only heard one of them, but he's got a bunch more. For no, we us. played the one for Perfect Strangers. Can we get like a? No offense to shut up, Tim. Who's our friend? We like him. Like maybe someone with like actual talent. Tim, don't listen oh, for a second. Come like, on. To like, can we get someone like else to maybe like competition is good, right? Like to get someone else, may, maybe like with some also who has musical ability to uh, maybe do a theme song or a. Well, maybe, or, maybe we'll um, get uh, you know some some more of the uh, Wandoff crew. Uh, listening yeah, if to any these of the Wandoff people, yeah, it's your off season, guys. What are you doing right now? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, at shut up, Tim. Podcast idea: put a bunch of cereals into a Survivor season general generator and call it Survivor Brands versus Favorites. Yeah, it's more of a joke than a real idea. Yeah, that's not an idea. You're just trying to get Twitter likes. Shut mm-hmm. up, Tim, with yeah. that idea. You know, right, I, I, I did like it on Twitter. <laughs> I, I liked it as a joke, yeah. but not as a podcast idea. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the serial idea I came up with, uh, the we're doing a serial tournament. I told you about yeah. it last week. A lot of people asking to come to the serial tournament. Sounds like a lot of people I, just want free cereal. I mean, I don't know if they're getting free cereal. I guess they could bring home like my mom is the whatever the opposite of a hoarder is. That's my mom. So she doesn't let anything in the house that's like open basically mm-hmm. so there's no way she's gonna let the because the idea is for people who haven't listened like we're gonna have the pick the 32 best cereals and then one night myself chester and a bunch of other people are going to do a 32 cereal bracket we're gonna eat and rate all 32 cereals and narrow it down from 32 to 16 to 8 to 4 to 2 to 1 and we're gonna pick uh, definitively decide on what's the best cereal in the world on a saturday night in october and i said if people want to come they can come but i can promise you my mom will not let it happens to be at my mom's house. She will not let the cereal stay in her house for more than 12 hours. She's going to like make me like mm-hmm. carry it immediately at like three in the morning when we're done to like a soup kitchen or something. Yeah. She does not let it. But so, but yeah, maybe the, the listeners can come and get a free box of like only one third eaten golden grams or something. If that's, if, if that's what you think they want to come, not for the podcast, just for the free like $4 box of cereal. It's possible. Yeah, I think so. What do you think about the idea of inviting a lot of strangers into my parents' house, though? I mean, you don't live strangers. There. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I don't really care. And like, listen, if something happens to all of them, they're probably going to inherit the house also, right? Yeah. A lot of imperfect um, strangers coming by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should I, should I have some sort of test where, like, they have to prove they're not crazy before they could, uh, before they, before they uh, let them in? Impossible, because they've already proved that they're insane by showing up to your cereal party. That's true. Listen, anyone who doesn't want to come to the cereal <laughs> tournament is a moron. Um, okay. Another idea from Shut Up Tim. Podcast idea. Mike Bloom. Ro- that's Go the name on. of the show. Ro- <laughs> Robin Akiva. And listen, Ro- Matt Mike is now paying people to let him to sort of pitch ideas where he's in here. He's his agent. Robin Akiva. <laughs> yes. Robin Akiva each eat a full Bloomin' Onion from Apex Steakhouse and then record and discuss. It's yeah. called Mike Bloom. And Mike is M-I-C. Yeah. Uh, so I believe the Blooming Onion is, uh, I think, in the neighborhood of 2,000 calories uh, itself. So I would pass on that. So you're saying no, not because this is an insane idea, but because of for health reasons. I'm about to eat 32 cereals. And by the way, some of them I have to eat like six times. I think I think it's uh, 62 bowls of cereal for that for for the the cereal tournament that we're doing. Mm-hmm. You won't eat one Blooming Onion for content. Uh, if the content was there. If that was like, wow, that'll be a great yeah, show. Sure. I, and I, now keep in mind, like, Outback Steak, I was not kosher. I can't eat it. I'd be a little more interested. But, you know, uh, that mm-hmm. uh, it seems like there's a no there there. You know, why, why don't we just do a I podcast you. where, you know, I uh, hit myself over the head with a sledgehammer? Like, we're, we're not doing <laughs> so, jackass stunts. The end. Okay. Right. That's true. That's true. It's not Alex Stein 99. Or <laughs> right. Okay. Jordan Kalish. Oh. 
podcast idea for you and Rob. Airing of the grievances. Whenever patrons or anybody get into an argument, you and Rob get them on the podcast and you act as mediators. So let's get rid of the patron stuff for a second. But people get into an argument that maybe it's a husband and wife, uh, 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 you know, any uh, uh, siblings, anything. They get into a debate and we get them on the podcast and we're we're mediators. After the podcast, we pick a winner, losers. No, forget about the loser winner stuff. But what do you think about that? That we are sort of like the judge and jury and two people come at us and it could be like three different sets of two people. Yeah. I think it's a good idea, honestly. Uh, I am in no way interested in uh, some oh s- some sort of a public airing of the grievances between uh, people in the patron community. No, not the patrons. I, I, I nixed that. Oh, okay. So, we, it's, we, so where, it's, where are we getting these people from? So it's people come and say, hey, uh, you know, I think that this is blue and my wife thinks it's purple. Okay. It could be any so sort like of argument. Some sort of marriage like, ref idea. Marriage dispute. Uh, yes. Yeah, but let's not call it the marriage ref. We don't want to get canceled. Like the, although I think our episode, our show will last as many episodes as Jerry Seinfeld's The Marriage Ref did. Um, but I, I think, yeah, forget about his patron idea. I, I, the idea of us deciding grievances, I think, is totally workable. Yeah. But do, where will we get the people from? I mean, we got we got the loyal listeners here. You think no one's going to come with any grievances? I mean, hypothetically, let's just say that I was in a marriage that had a lot of squabbles. Okay, sure. And then I said to my significant other, hypothetically, hey, I listened to this podcast and they're going to settle this debate that we have about, you know, uh, whether or not. We should, uh, uh, you know, uh, blah, blah, blah. There is zero percent chance my wife would ever go for something like this. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be you and your wife. I feel like all we need to find is one or two pair of people to do this. Yeah. Um, I I'm interested. I just don't know if we could if we have the talent pool on this. Can we can we table this and have people write in to say if if they would if they would if you know uh, like give us. Yeah, it's a great idea. If you're saying, hey, I would 100 percent do this because me and my boyfriend have been arguing over is Die Hard a Christmas movie. I don't care about that. But that's just an example that you mentioned. (laughs) Is your boyfriend Reginald Vell Johnson? Yes, my boyfriend Reginald Vell Johnson. He only has six thousand followers on Twitter. How can he get verified? Like if you have a good idea, then we'll put it on. But we don't want to put it on. Willy-nilly. Yeah, we don't want to without, commit to it and then, you know. And then it would be embarrassing. What if nobody gives us a good grievance? Right. So I would put that in the let's come back to that next week. We'll talk about it next week. But it's a good idea from Kalish, even though, like, we, we sort of, like, made yes. it better because the patron's idea is horrible. Uh, John Gormley. <laughs> Out of the new ideas from the show, I really like CSI New York as one you'll be bringing your microscopes to analyze five minutes of a show for a podcast. But that format could easily work for other shows, too like House MD or anything with episodic storylines. Plus, you've got content for eight podcasts from watching one episode. It's brilliant. Okay. So do we uh, – so, so now I think he's asking, like, should we do more of these five minutes at a time? But I think I, I think my answer is we sort of need to see how this first one works and yeah. we could always put it on the board with another show. We're, but I don't think we could – I don't think two of our ten ideas could be the same idea, different show. Were you in agreement that we should put it all in one podcast? I didn't understand. Can you explain what you mean there? Like, we're going to do eight. We're going to like, we're going to watch five minutes, do the podcast. Watch five minutes, do the podcast. Yeah. 
And is and like, are we going to watch it over the course of a day of a week? Uh, over the course of a couple of days, you know, that, yeah, based on fine. around our that's schedule. Fine. But yeah, I yeah, yeah. we'll meet at eleven listener, o'clock and six o'clock. Right. I, I think that if we told the listener, okay, we're we're doing something very experimental over the next two and mm-hmm. a half hours, you are going to hear Akiva and I uh, try to figure out what happened in yes, uh, this uh, true crime series. My pitch would be that if we weren't like, because we're already polluting the airspace of of the of the main feed here. If we weren't, if this was just like Seinfeld only, I think it might be better as like just do a little bit every day and add the podcast separately. But we can't like add five minutes of CSI New York on RGP sure. like eight times. You'll and- like lose all your subscribers. Oh, so you you would do it like daily that week? I would do it by day. I think is a, is a better, but I but I just think logistically it's think, insane to have. Yeah, this, like, let's try it once riot. and see what the feedback is on sure, terms of the sure. the long form. Yes. All right. Greg says it seems like a little time has passed since the most recent podcast. So if you're still deciding, how about redoing the episode that Akiva missed and the dreadful Chester? I love this guy, Greg. The dreadful Chester had to fill in for. So that's the one Seinfeld episode. I was in Cancun. Never never missed a week. But I'm like, hey, Rob. Why doesn't Chester do uh, an episode for me? We put up a poll. Chester just needed 40% of the vote. There was a few hundred votes. He got 41% of the vote. So the majority of the audience did not want to hear Chester. But Chester filled in for me. Uh, he also says, and, and the emails attached to this, I previously emailed to express my discontent at his appearance on the pod and would be great for old time's sake to hear an R&K, I assume that's us, Seinfeld pod once again. For reference, the episode was The Wizard. Hmm. So now I did not podcast about one of the 180 episodes. There are a couple loyal fans who this really bothers them still. Yeah. I literally just got an email before we went on the air. Hey, you should really do the wizard again. Yeah. I'm okay with this, but I wouldn't want to do it like in the next like a couple of episodes. It's almost like uh, like if once we got past episode five, I'd be okay to do this and have it on the wheel. But I just it's wouldn't. going too close back. Well, how about this? Yeah. What if we play with danger? Add it to the wheel, but if it comes up, you might have to use that veto. Hmm. But it's you know, but if but six weeks from now, I think we're happy if this gets added. I think it is a fun idea. Yeah, I think it's too soon to go to the Seinfeld well. Well, what do you want to do? You want to do you want to add it now, or do you want to put it in the queue? Well, I want to add it because I don't think I think I think this is the best idea we got this week. Okay, all right. So I will add. Yeah, the uh, wizard. Okay. But you're saying straight out if th- there's a 10% chance you're dropping your 2018 veto right now on the No, I, I, would, I don't think I would veto it. You wouldn't veto it, so then it's not such a bad idea. I think it's only a, a bad idea if you were going to veto it right now. Okay. Let I me just, ask you a question. Yes. Of the 10 ideas, is there anything that you think you might veto if it comes no, up? No, I don't think so. I, I don't yeah, think I it would have gotten really this far. really early to use the veto. I agree. I agree. A couple more quickies. Uh, Eric Bensimer says, my idea to add to the wheels, Akiva watches Star Wars or even STNG. Tell me what that is, please. Star Trek Next uh, Generation. Movie. Yeah, okay. I'm just acting cool. I knew what that is. Uh, and discuss it. Now, if you're a loyal Seinfeld listener, Eric, you know that I once lost a bet and had to listen or watch an episode of Star Trek. Spoiler, it sucks. <laughs> um, but uh, people said it was one of the worst episodes of Star Trek. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so <laughs> the season three, episode seven of Star Trek, the next generation is an episode called uh-huh. uh, The Enemy, uh, a Romulan mm-hmm. warship thwarts attempts to rescue Geordi stranded on a planet swept by electrical storms. I'm sure it's a fine episode, but not one that uh, really stands out in my mind. So you don't you don't think we should. I also I know people really love this stuff. I don't want to like I'm fine mocking perfect strangers, even though we didn't mock it that much. We kind of surprisingly were fine with it. Um, 
I like I don't want to like destroy things that people love because like I don't you know yeah that's, not that's, my job. A, that's a good point. I don't like when people are like yeah football sucks you're a moron if you like football so I'm not coming to your house and uh, and making fun of what you do sometimes I am but yeah let's pretend here that I that yeah I would pass on on this I don't know how fun it's necessarily going to be uh, to have Akiva watch this and not really like we're not going to make fun of it so much it's just going to be Akiva not really understanding stuff. questions about what's going on yeah yeah also something like that because I dislike it so much like it feels like homework to watch it mm-hmm. like this episode I was like oh this is cool because I'm so unfamiliar with perfect strangers uh, and it's like replacement level or whatever but like yeah like the other things where I just don't know what it is and it's a half hour show it feels like it's 10 hours and it's like a lot of homework and if you remember one of our criteria for redoing the show was don't give us more homework. Which is why, like, so, oh, so Kaya, who, Kaya's really the villain of this episode because she wrote in and said, um, and said that, you know, we, we, uh, mentioned in a minute 30 into the Seinfeld episode of the apartment about doing perfect strangers. We put that on the wheel. Uh, it got Red Wedding in. Now, she says in later in that same episode, we mentioned doing a Beetlejuice movie podcast. <laughs> you remember this? Yeah. No, I don't remember. Now, I don't know anything about Beetlejuice. Would you put a Beetlejuice movie podcast on the wheel because we once said we would do it? No, I would not because, again, Beetlejuice, it's not – we're not going to make fun of it. I mean, you mm-hmm. – have you seen is that movie? Is it a good movie? No, of course not. Uh, I think it is a beloved movie, and I think that that uh-huh. is a dangerous uh, uh, area for us to tread into. Yeah. I, I just don't know anything about Beetlejuice, but I, I – I, you're going to have to really think long and hard to get a movie on the list because that's a lot of rewatching for the old Robin Akiva. Yeah, and there's not really a great reason to watch Beetlejuice right now. There's not. Right, a, well, I, the only reason I even brought it up is because we set in the same episode where we said we'd do Perfect Strangers. We did say we'd How do about it. this? I would talk about Beetlejuice on IMD Bags. Okay. It's a good All cast. Right, that's a thought. I mean, yeah, that's a good idea, although a listener might beat that idea, but that's definitely up for discussion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and Jim Crumley says, I would. Su- I was going to suggest doing Bosom Buddies as a replacement on the wheel, though I see it only went two seasons, so you can't do it. It's three se- wow. episode three. Uh, I feel like it's, yeah, it's, it's, I didn't know that. I guess they could only get Hanks for two seasons, then he got canceled. Man. I don't know, did he get canceled or he just like uh, Hanks went he on went to, to stardom? They couldn't afford him. Yeah. Yeah. They, like, like George Clooney on ER. <laughs> right. He He's, got blown up in like a car bomb and died. Yeah. No Is joke. that what happened to the mom on Family Matters? She had too many other movie offers. Yeah. <laughs> Harriet. Uh. I think, like, the daughter, they just wrote off and never mentioned it on Family Matters also. Mm-hmm. They literally never mentioned, like, oh, we had an extra kid. <laughs> By the way, I, I forgot to, on Perfect Strangers, they decided, like, all good TGIF shows, because this show en- ends up being on Friday night on ABC, have kids. So they put a kid in the opening credits, added him for one episode. He was so bad, they got rid of it immediately. Every single person on, on, outside on which show? the show. F- on Perfect Strangers, they added a kid who lived in the building and immediately wrote him out, even though they made him a full cast member. Yeah, I, I don't remember that. Yeah, they, they, they wrote out about 10 different people and only kept Balky and the cousin and the, and the flight attendants. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Last. So and then he says, uh, what about Silver Spoons? I've never heard of that. Yeah. Or Punky Brewster. I, I, did you watch <laughs> Punky Brewster when you were a kid? I did. Uh, Soleil Moon Fry. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have to say that was like one of my original crushes. I was a big Soleil Moonfry guy. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, um, I think that uh, a lot of people have fond memories of Punky Brewster. I, I don't know what we're saying about Punky Brewster. No, I don't know. 
I think there's like a weird like child abduction episode. I remember. Oh yeah, there's a lot of very special Punky Brewster episodes. Very I special episodes. Uh, her friend Cherry, I believe, uh, gets locked in uh, a old refrigerator one time. It was like a message, like, "Hey kid, hey parents, remember when you put a refrigerator out in the garbage, you got to take the doors off because kids will lock themselves in there." That was <laughs> a very special no more episode. important message. There was also Although I do have a son who like I would not put that past like yeah. lock himself in a refrigerator. Um, there was was a big fire also well, i think that like the old refrigerators had like a handle there that like i kind of feel like that if you put a if you put a, uh, a kid in a modern day refrigerator i'm pretty sure they could just kick the door open uh, yes uh, by the way this is just a nightmare even thinking about like being locked in the refrigerator is a nightmare but yeah like my refrigerator just has food in it and won't stay closed so uh i can't True. imagine you couldn't just push your way out but i think the old <laughs> right. school refrigerators had more of like a latch that would uh, yes. you could only be open yeah. from the outside uh-huh so that was a very special episode of Punky Brewster. And then uh, there was one with like a big fire that she was like, I think she was like adopted and there was an old guy uh, and he's probably like my mm-hmm. age now, but uh, <laughs> there was like, he was an older guy. No, I remember him being old also. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, he seemed old to me when I was like 10 watching that show. Sure. And uh, they, he was like a photographer, but they had like a cool house. I feel like the house was like, uh, she had like a really cool room. She'd wear like different color clothes. Yeah. All right. Was there a no dog? I think she had a dog. I don't remember. I really haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, but um, they lived in an apartment. The, I think the apartment building burned down. Every uh, 80s show pitch. had a had an episode where there was a fire. Yes, it is true. And St. Elmo's fire. I one of the one of the uh, things we mentioned. I'm going to pitch this. What if we do something family matters related? What if we go to like the introduction of Stefan Urkel? So we're not just jumping ahead to season three, episode seven of Family Matters. Oh, so with both, I mean, we could do either one. We could do season three, episode seven of Family Matters. Yeah. Uh, or we could also, because it's you know, I, I would love to go back there, see if you know what, and it would be insane if it's season three, episode seven is when we see Stefan. But I think it's well, no, I think that would be too much of a lucky. I, I would say I, I would do the introduction of Stefan Urkel, uh, Family Matters. It's not going to be season three, episode seven. Can I read you season three, episode seven of Family Matters? All right, here we go. Urkel creates Urkelbot, which soon develops a mind of its own and sets a trap to snare Laura for itself. But Urkel manages to shut it down just in time. Carl tries to slow down Estelle and Fletcher's relationship to no avail. All right. Well, Who's, oh, Estelle is the is like the grandma, grandma right? Yeah, Fletcher, uh, mother Fletcher's wins. Grandma Laura, had a boyfriend. When Harriet and Rachel call Carl out for hurting his mother. He won't tell them why he doesn't approve of her relationship. Don't ruin with the, the whole Fletch episode man. for me. Well, this is Wikipedia. <laughs> 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 it's like want to be surprised but so yeah, you but you had me at Urkelbot. yeah I, th- I think Urkelbot is there now stefan urkel shows up by just by controlling f uh season five episode eight okay well i would say that we would probably that we should put family matters on the wheel and then and, we could decide. and then if the Urkelbot episode is a success then uh then we can c- continue on having a comp having crossed off season three episode seven and that stefan mm-hmm. urkel could be in Perfect. the mix all right so wait, jaleel the, the grandmama episode which happens to be season five episode seven an absolute classic do you remember grandmama like larry johnson Oh, 100%. Larry Johnson comes to play in a two-on-two tournament with Urkel. Yes. Uh, honestly, we kind of that's probably the episode we should do because it sounds amazing. Uh, written by Jaleel White. <laughs> okay. He finally got to write an episode. Yeah, we need some uh, sort of sound credit. effect for uh, Family Matters. Yeah. Did I do that? No, well, I, I mean, we need a sound effect for th- something added to the wheel. What's, what, what's, what, what sounds oh, should okay. that be? Um... 
I'm not sure. If people could, uh, like, if, uh, maybe ideas for next week, but we're adding two things. We're adding The Wizard and Family Matters, right? Yes. And now your odds have gone down from, uh, from 10% being okay. chosen to about 9%. Is there anything else that we're talking about potentially adding to the wheel? I think for now we're good. I think we're going to get an influx of, uh, now that we've really decided on what we're doing, have a name, I think next week hopefully we'll get an influx of ideas. Okay. 11 things are now up on uh, the, uh, the magical wheel. And then uh, we will. Can we explain to them our issue with the wheel that we had when we tried it out before the podcast? Okay, so I am using a uh, a digital wheel, which is uh, made by Streamlabs, and so Akiva can see the wheel that I have. Mm And so you just added a couple things. Yes, and now we have eleven things on there, so we can look at the same wheel. But when I spin it, the the wheel that Akiva sees ends up being different than the one that I see. Uh, is there a- anything where that we have the two things and we have to get down to a vote? Or uh, uh, this is, is, that, tricky. is that too convoluted? I mean, well, then we're sort of always deciding. I think it's like, how about it's an Akiva week or a Rob uh, week about, until we fix this? Okay, I, I was going to say, or then if the other person uses their veto, it goes to what the, is, maybe it's not a new spin. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to get the vetoes involved okay. so early. All right, so uh, so we'll go. So, My wheel will be canon, okay? Oh, yeah, of course. Your wheel's canon. Do you canon. want your wheel yes. to be canon? No, your wheel's canon. Your wheel's canon. Okay. <laughs> All right, do you need me to, like, take a video of my screen or anything like that? No, I trust you. Okay. What do you think this is? All right, well, I just don't know if the listeners relationship. trust. Okay. They trust right. you. I, I, By the way, and I have no idea, like, what you'd... I don't know what... Is there something you're rooting for right now? Um, Not Seinfeld Wizard. Obviously, not Sunfell Wizard. Um, Family Matters. It's it's a fun idea, but it first of all be wild for like the second week in a row we add something and then it gets chosen. Um, but we also just did a TV show, so I'd like possibly like a break between TV shows because otherwise maybe we'll confuse people who think we only talk about season three, episode seven of TV shows. Okay, eleven items are on the wheel. Here we go. Oh man, this is the most nerve wracking part of my week. Uh, nice wheel slowing like, uh, down. Epilepsy. The wheel's going so fast. Well, it's going faster now. That never happens on Wheel of Fortune. Madden game. Oh, great. The thing that's by far the most work for us. But let's figure this out. I, I'm actually, it's perfect timing, right? Because it's football season. Yeah. I mean, big fantasy football draft weekend next week. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, not sports. But look, that was the only sport thing on there. It'll be off the The only the sports wheel. thing. You won't have any sports things on the wheel. Also, it's really more gaming than sports. Mm-hmm. And so I have a question, though, like, how are we going to make this into a podcast? Okay, so you and I are going to uh, watch a simulation. What are the teams going to be? Jets, Jets versus Giants. Are we going to be? Is it going to turn? No, I think it's Jets, Pats. I think it has to be Jets, Pats. Jets, Patriots. And we have to make the guy make Sam Darnold the starting quarterback. Yes. He's got Madden 19. Okay. So it's Jets, Patriots. Uh, Sam mm-hmm. Darnold is at quarterback against Brady. Well, wait, should we make it the Super Bowl? Should this be like the Jets Super Bowl? Well. Should we make it an NFC team? I mean, uh, who would the NFC team be? I mean, do you want to like sort of make it a ringer and add like the Cardinals or, or like a really bad team, the Bucks? Well, again, are we, and we're, we're the announcers. That's the that's the the gimmick of this. Yes, we are the announcers. We are not playing. It's CPU versus CPU. Right. We are announcing this game. Yeah. And you will have to watch it Wizard of Oz style while we like you will be able to watch the game. Yeah, we won't edit. We, any, we won't edit anything out. I mean, then the good news is how long is a Madden game? What is it? Forty minutes, if that. 
Yeah, we're going to have to think of some other things to also talk about. Yeah, I mean, we'll be talking about that. We'll be doing the play-by-play, and then we'll come back, yeah. and, we'll, and, then we'll, and then we'll spin the wheel. Right. Yeah. And yeah, we'll, we'll figure some stuff out. We'll answer your feedback and we'll talk about all that. And then, you know, if it's a good idea, we'll do it again. And, and if not, we'll never do it again. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is going to be controversial. This was already the most controversial thing on the whole wheel. The Madden game. Okay. All right. Because you got people like Louis from Australia saying, do not talk about sports. Well, that. Sorry, Lulu. We'll make it very easy just to skip this segment and then we'll never do it again and we'll move Why on. Why are we encouraging people to skip episode two? If they don't no, like it, must, I'd rather Louis, they don't listen to listen. it. No, they have to. It's episode two. We're not letting them go. They'll never come back. They have to listen to this they episode. Could, they, w- believe me, when it's something they want to hear about, they'll come back. All right. All right. You got to be there for the beginning. You have to be there for the end for the wheel spin. Uh, but if you want to leave in the middle, you could leave in the middle. Yeah. So we're going to do this. We will. Are we going to do it live? We're going to like watch the game live without knowing who won. No spoilers. No, I don't think we need to do it live because we are going to have it on YouTube. Not, no, not live for them, but we're going to watch we, it. You and I will watch it live. Yes. Live for the first time. We'll try and get it to a normal amount, like not a long game, a game that's like a half hour to 40 minute game at most, yeah. right? Yeah. So whoever is going to set this up. We for need us. a Madden expert to tell us how many how many minutes the quarter should be also. Yes. Yes. So basically we want the, the game to be like, you know, 30, 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'll be nervous. Like, I, I think it should be Jets Patriots because, like, we're, we're actually going to really be rooting for the Jets. I know, but we're supposed to be the impartial announcers. No, we're like the Jets. We're like Bob with oh, shoes and, the, and whoever's with Bob We're the Shusen. Jets home team? Yeah, yeah. We're going to be trashing the Patriots the whole time. No question. <laughs> All right. Are, are, are we going to get angry iTunes reviews from Pat's fans? Hopefully. I mean, hopefully. I, listen. I mean, like, should we suspend Tom Brady for this game? Because I'm sure he's cheating and we don't know what he's doing. No. Uh, no. People get to play against Brian Hoyer. Yeah, people got very. I forget. I had like a, a Tom Brady take. on. Oh, that uh, I think it was in a News AF. I got a very mean spirited email from a. a Did you say he's fan. a system quarterback? No, no. I said true. that people I feel like that. that it's like, you know, uh, like when Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens were playing well into their 40s. Everybody's like, oh, it's, it's just so weird. Oh, these guys are in their 40s. Oh, this and is a scorcher. I like yeah. it already. Yeah. Uh, people did. Yeah, but like, it's not like Tom Brady's. They must uh, just eat a lot of guru. vegetables, those guys. Yeah. It's not like Tom Brady's guru ever, like his other main player ever got suspended for steroids and is missing the first four weeks of the season. Right? <laughs> yeah. See, this is the kind of stuff oh, people are not to play this game. We, we should veto on, this. Listen. We should veto this. We should not veto. First of all, like, we could handle ourselves with sports. We'll be okay. Okay. People could come at us, but, but they're not, like uh, I do they think come at us for our family matters knowledge, not yeah. for my football. Thematically, knowledge. big fantasy football draft weekend next weekend. It's you know uh, sort of like the if we we're ever going to do peak it. I think of the it's preseason. The timing is right. Yeah, the only week we still care about the Jets. Like something horrible will happen. There'll be an awful injury by week three. The season will be over. It's the only time to do it now. Okay. All right. So it's one for them, then one for us. This is the one for us. All right. So. That's about going to do it for us here today. Anything else, Akiva, in this uh, marathon podcast? No, I think we're good. So we got 10 things on the wheel for next week. Please send us more wheel ideas, TV and not TV related. Uh, tell us what you think about the name. Um, yeah, Any other ideas? If you have any th- any sort of theme songs, intro theme song or or for any of the bits, like, you know, send those in, uh, especially if your name is not Tim. Uh, but I think this is good. I'm excited. Like, we got called up to the major leagues. I feel like we're, you know, we're, we're like, it's exciting to be in the big leagues now. 
Hope, no offense to post your recaps. Like, uh, you know, all love there. <laughs> of course not. All right. So again, that email, need a podcast at robinswebsite.com or Seinfeld at postshowrecaps.com. Next week, we will have that podcast feed as well in the episode that many listeners will skip. So uh, we'll also talk about it in our third episode after we spin the wheel again. Yeah. So this is RENAP now. That's our acronym. It's RENAP on RAHAP, I think. <laughs> RENAP on RAHAP? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Okay. All right. Thank you guys so much. Uh, really, if anybody is still listening at this point, God bless you. Oh, hashtag. 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 We need a hashtag. Yeah, what is, what is the hashtag? How the hell did this spin off the Family Matters? That's my question. Um, I don't know. What, what was in here that was good? Mm. Brands versus favorites. I like that joke from Shut Up Tim. Hashtag Anson Williams. Uh, an Oscar for Anson. <laughs> Oscar? Hashtag an Oscar for Anson. Okay, Oscar for Anson, and and we'll get back into the habit of writing down uh, ideas for the hashtag as well. Okay, sure, a habit I never did once in the hundred eight episodes. That All right, we, uh... <laughs> there you go. All right, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Happy to be back. We will talk to you next week. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye. 